Blog Talk Radio. Do you guys have the same thing in mind? Well, I'll tell you what. Gary Hart's done it once and for all. He stuck his nose in the Tribal Nation's business. Tribal Nation is up on the top. We're going to the top of the totem pole. But Gary Hart, tell you what, you have that pretty hair. It's going to come plumb off. Bring Stick any team you want. Bring any team you want. Any combination. Gary Hart, we're coming after your scalp. Now, let's go. Do you know why? I'm going to show you the body that women love and the men love to fear. It's just that simple. Take a look at that. Hmm? How's that look, huh? You don't think there's You're a asking man me? out there? Look at it. I know. Hey, it don't take much for you to please you. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that looked like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your fat asses all night long because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is you can run Nicky Split. Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. You know, to the border has a lot of bad habits, but only ones that help me survive. Don't define yourself in the full power. Be a survivor. Don't smoke. Folks, there's Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. I guess what we're trying to say is whether you're a fat out of shape truck driver, whether you're a skinny geek pushing a taxi cab, whether you're a doctor or lawyer that doesn't have half the money we have, this is the way life is. If only... Wants to slap Road Warrior Hawk, he'll do it. If Tully wants to spit on Road Warrior Animal, he'll do it. If Iron wants to take Dusty Road, do all that, he'll do it. And the Kena, if I want you, all three of them, gonna hold you, I'm gonna slap you, I'm gonna spit on you, I'm gonna kick you, and I'm gonna go. This is WrestleCast Radio with your hosts. Ryan Cook. He's walking up the ramp with with Sami Zayn, and it's saying, now qualified for Money in the Bank, and they're advertising that. They cut to a small graphic showing Sami Zayn on one side, <laughs> the other side, and the center of it says, Sami Zayn tells all with Bobby Lashley's sister. And Alex Mello. Robo Takahashi versus everybody. I, I thought I was going to have to give him a eulogy after the, the intense main event on night two of Battle of the Super Juniors. But boy, howdy, uh, did that match live up uh, not only to my expectations, but I'm hoping yours as well. Yeah. It's time to talk wrestling. And, you know, I, I totally just realized this right now, Alex. I should have had uh, uh, Yesterday by Boys to Men queued up. So when we, we talk G1... We can uh, we can say how it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Starting <laughs> starting this Friday, uh, it's just going to be all New Japan. We're just going to have a show entitled just to New Japan Pro Wrestling because, good gosh, that's all I want to talk about because a fantastic month. Uh, Ryan, I'm I'm not going to lie. You should be proud, the listening audience. I have grown uh, exceptionally since the birth of this show, and just in my wrestling knowledge. And kind of, you know, checking out the other organizations. I watched every single day of this tournament. I think I've watched every show of the calendar year so far. And 
honestly, in the last, I would say, two weeks, I would say nine matches are probably match of the year just in those instances. A crazy, fantastic month of wrestling, and that's just to kick it into gear for the fall and, of course, leading up to Wrestle Kingdom 2019. Yeah, it's it's going to be extremely interesting where they go from here on out. Uh, we're going to pull up the calendar uh, when we get in the third fall and we break down the last four shows from the G1 Climax 28th. Um, I, I got uh, I got my top ten matches uh, ranked in order, ready to go to drop. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what Alex's thoughts on some matches too. Um, we'll give our MVPs as well the tournament. I, I think it's going to be a similar answer. I'm, I'm assuming, so we'll we'll save that for third fall. But we're gonna we're gonna look at the Honestly, calendar. Honestly, I'm gonna like put a dark horse out there. Toriano. Easily, easily could be considered an MVP of this tournament because there were no weak chains as we all thought there were going to be. But without his matches, and especially what happened, you know, during uh, night 16, was it? Um, you know, it just he played such an integral role. Yeah, for yeah, no, he possibly in the nominations for MVP. Um, so we'll talk that as well. Obviously, second fall, we're going to break down. Uh, everything leading to the go-home shows for Raw and SmackDown tonight. Uh, talk TakeOver SummerSlam, give our picks and predictions as well over everything that will be going down this weekend. Uh, Alex, I believe, will be in-house. So maybe, maybe you'll hear us come on and do some more radio like we always tend to do when he's around. Uh, but we got news and rumors first. Not a ton. There's a few big keys. One thing I had completely forgotten left off the docket um, when you mentioned it in the uh, the lead-in when we were talking about Natty, so we'll we'll talk we'll talk Jim Neidhart passed away uh, this morning, so we'll get into that. Also, I want to get Alex's thoughts on this Randy Orton scandal that that suddenly surfaced back up again. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the New Japan changes that we discussed on our G1 Climax show, but obviously we got to talk about this MSG sellout for Ring of Honor New Japan. And just the impact that that's going to have on wrestling. So don't go away. We'll be right back. WrestleCast Radio. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassemble with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand. Hey yo, it's Sports Cast Radio. You need to record a new greeting. Record after the tone. Hit any key when you're done. Ryan Cook and Jordan Jiskra give you the best in sports of the week with real MVPs, spit takes, big news, and obviously those rumors. Strong Style Media is available on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, BlogTalkRadio.com. That means anywhere. You a fan of hot takes that make you say this? Put that in 
Join me, Ryan Cook, and my co-host Alex Mello every Monday night right here on Strong Style Media. We'll give you the goods from New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, Stardom, All Japan, Lucha Underground, and many, many more. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. As always, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Strong Style Media as well. And you know you get us on social media. Hit us up. We got to get back to the ring. It's time for the man. You have the lowest fantasy football winnings I've ever seen. You have earnings dysfunction. I recommend DraftKings. And if you draft the perfect lineup in the free opening weekend contest, the prize is $1 billion. You said a billion dollars? Billion. With a B. This is, this is, this is money. I, I know what that is. Play DraftKings free $100,000 contest week one. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion. Of uh, Johnny Five from Short Circuit, no doubt. <laughs> Dang! Do you, no, do or, you or time out, time out, time out. Or are you talking about my new favorite wrestler, uh, pro wrestler single, or uh, what was his gimmick? Single Kanubu? Single Janubu? Uh, Kengo Nagasaki? Is that his name? A.K.A. Raizuke Taguchi? Oh, pro wrestler Sengoku Iban or whatever. There you go. Isn't that his <laughs> so that, was, that was the theme music of the uh, the Bullet Hunter himself, uh, Yoshitatsu. Bullet Club wow. Hunter. When he was in a, that was his god awful WWE music. <laughs> My next guess was was it one of the uh, twenty two themes that Masahiro Chono had in his uh, <laughs> career? No, because his how tight his Chono, by the way. I'm I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, what do you oh and the Jew in the finals when he's out there? <laughs> yeah, they, I, and they are remaking the Terminator just to have Chono in it. He's just the yeah. perfect. I want to see him and Arnold go neck to neck. Hey, he could face. still mafia kick somebody. I guarantee you that. <laughs> Somebody's eating that thing hard. Um, uh, Vince McMahon definitely got mafia kicked uh, as of uh, this past, well, you could even say by Wednesday afternoon, but definitely by Friday afternoon, uh, WWE was uh, kind of given a Shinsuke Nakamura special, if you will, by Ring of Honor in New Japan. 21,000 seats. Uh, tickets sold. Wow. It sounds, uh, sounds like they sold nine thousand on pre-sale only, and then twelve thousand in twenty minutes to the general public. <laughs> that is on. I'm smiling. Yeah, it's so surreal. It's a new age, a golden age 
of professional wrestling, as we've been saying for months and months here, just with how All In has come about, just how spectacular New Japan has been, but finally finding that that westernized audience and, and the growth of that and Ring of Honor and hell, even TNA's having some shine over the last month and a half, but this just goes to show you, ladies and gentlemen, buckle up, tell your friends, this is the time to get back to pro wrestling, see how it is evolving, because the beginning so far is something to be excited about. 21,000, Ryan, can you even fathom that? The E hasn't sold that place out, it seems like, in what, three or four years? Granted, they only do house <laughs> shows, but... Well, you and you look at... um. You look at WrestleMania 20 only did 18.5 because, you know, they have these big immaculate sets and everything. Um, a WWE seller at Madison Square Garden is usually around 15,000 fans for a live event. Um, now, I'm trying to verify that that number is correct as we speak, that they really sold that many seats. But somebody had said that uh, a pre-sale for ROH members on Wednesday saw about 60% of the seats sold. Um, yep. So maybe, yeah, so like, uh, let's see, attracted, let's see, here we go. Show will be held April 6th. Uh, Supercard of Honor 12 last April attracted 6,000 fans at Arena. That seats nearly 9,000. The Garden seats 18.5 for wrestling. Now, all these extra numbers that I've heard makes me wonder if the reason that they were able to sell more tickets if they really did was, one, because they have a smaller set than what WWE would do for WrestleMania, and two, Uh did they open those 300-level, like, rowdy, cheap seats that all, like, the New York Ranger drunk fans sit at for uh, Ranger games where they're just yelling and spitting at people? (laughs) So, I mean, this, this blows my mind. This is baffling that... They sold out. Wow, they were using that garden. much space. A- approximately, almost about five, six thousand seats with their staging. That's but that's bonkers right there. Uh, just easy money, you know, just laying on the table there. And yeah, you, you know, might have a few screens here and there, some lasers. But yeah, you don't need much because the excitement, the aura of the audience, of what's going to happen at that time in 2019 over WrestleMania weekend. Hell, you call it just what, what do we call it now, Ryan? I mean, it's not really <laughs> WrestleMania weekend anymore, is it? What, what's a better well, name that we should give it? This, this is, I mean, this is honestly the wrestling fans' wet dream for uh, yeah. a, a week. I mean, look at last year. We, you know, you you came up, and we spent the majority of time watching non WWE television. Yeah. Um, I bought that all in or that fight TV package and we watched yep. two Evolve shows beyond wrestling, um, Kaiju Big Battle, the Joey Janela spring, spring break. break. I mean, you know, we watched. Wait, where did you get that on, Ryan? That was on Fight TV. Fight TV, also the home of Starcast. Yeah. All in a weekend, which WrestleCast Radio will be on. Don't forget to uh, hashtag Starcast with two R's. As well as uh, follow at Fight TV, uh, you can get all the events that are that will be happening. Fantastic, awesome things involving our our past and our present and our future in pro wrestling. Uh, and plus, you can check us out, Wrestlecast Radio. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Wrestlecast underscore SSM. Buy some shirts, damn it! We got shirts sitting all at TrunkStyleMedia.com. Go to our shop. Uh, 
but it's you know I look back and you know Undertaker wrestling on MSG and Ronda Rousey's MSG debut only did thirteen, so you know not even huge numbers there. Beat that on pre-sales. <laughs> and here's the kicker: they were now, on if, the <laughs> Um, if 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 ROH and Joe Coff and those guys go with the New Japan style booking, you don't have to give away anything right now. Because, you know, you look at the one thing that New Japan always does is, you know, they sell their tickets before they put out a card. So they haven't had to advertise anything. They, you know, they'll give you something, but you don't have to give a, you know, you don't have to waste an Okada Omega match now on this. It's already sold out. So you can save that for Wrestle Kingdom 14 or whatever you decide you want to do with it. Or 13, which we'll get into later. So, no, they 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 hit the jackpot as now they don't have to give anything away. I think if you do want to do something, is they are going to give everything to the you know like obviously I know what you mean by you know you don't have to say hey we're going to get a Bushi versus Omega in a death match or like oh I need to see that random act of craziness where it's just like they can methodically plot the card out kind of what you know Cody and the Young Bucks have been doing at a. Hashtag all in, um, you know, where, you know, they, they were able to kind of do it after all the tickets were sold and put on, I would say, a pretty damn good uh, show coming up in a few weeks. Well, I, I think, too, if you really want to give us something wild, I think this is where, since it probably doesn't make all in, I think this is where you do the ROH return of Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. Oh, my gosh. All the if yes chance. Yeah, I mean, well, think about it. If he doesn't re-sign, you know, now is exactly the perfect venue to do it. Or if you really want to go, you know, for a big New Japan and a big, you know, you do, like I said, you do Brian Danielson, Jay Lethal for the title. That's what I said, I think, last week. And then if you yep. really want to do the the change or do anything that with the briefcase you don't have to now, you do Okada or Omega Naito. This time for the title, <laughs> and there's your two title matches you give. That would be, oof. can you say El Fuego? Um, <laughs> wow, I, I just realized that's a sweet Young Bucks uh, pack. Is that a different outfit than the one you already yeah. had? One was a Hot Topic. I didn't know that the today was uh, a GameStop one. Tight. Sorry to go off topic, but yes, those, I mean, I, I would say are, are pretty damn good title matches to kind of go into. I personally, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for depending of course on the status and the health by that time, but can we just get the golden wrestlers or no, sorry, the, the ace wrestlers versus the golden lovers. Let's set that up at Madison I, square garden. My only thing with that is I don't see any reason you have Okada and Tanahashi tag. No, I'm talking, talking about Shibata in Tanahashi. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's just I, me dream booking right now. For That's some all reason, that I, was. Thought, that was... I thought you had said something about Okada in a tag match in a text. Oh, no. And I thought that's what she was going for. Now, that would be cool if that was possible. I love how Shibata, by the way, was out there. And yeah. he was... Hence, he the ace wrestlers. Do you, do you think... 
was there, I should say, not do, you, not do you think, but was there any part of your body or your mind where when he was carrying Tanahashi around the ring, it's like Batista him with Orton and drop him? <laughs> uh, for one second, yes, I did think I was that. Like, but God, I think what that never really like. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'm helping. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Because there's a, there's a perfect picture I saw on my phone that says, uh, it's like the many things that uh, what Hiroshi Tanahashi hates, and it was when he was feuding with Shibata, or it was after Shibata left the company, one of the two things, and it was like, anyone named Katsuyori, the guy named Shibata, any wrestler with kick pads, anyone with black tights, and like or trucks, and it was like all these things that correlated with Shibata. <laughs> and I'm like, well, now we can bring that <laughs> Oh, man. Well, what else is crazy is this show wasn't even supposed to happen. Like, it was set up, and everyone was like, whoa, ROH is going into Madison Square Garden. And then Vince and he was like, uh-uh. They were trying to swing there, you know, swinging it around. And, you know, basically it bit them in the, in, in the butt. They figured they didn't want to do, you know, anything. They said, yeah, let them see what they can do and just far exceeded uh, what, what I think anybody. I didn't even know that. The Knicks don't even get 21,000 people. <laughs> I don't think do they you, will ever again. But Do you have a, a, a Knicks uh, average attendance for last year, by chance? That's, that's an interesting uh, stat. Ooh, I'm going to find it. What, average, what, what do you think it will be? Um, I'm going to go I'm going to go 17. Hmm. I was gonna go like fifteen. I'm I'm just let's see, two thousand eighteen uh statistics wow. dot nineteen thousand oh wait. That was yeah, twenty seven, twenty eighteen, nineteen thousand three hundred and thirty one. Oh, okay. Wow. So I just I figured you know, it's like the Minnesota Wild fans, they're loyal, win or lose, they're still gonna be there. Yeah. Yeah, you're telling me. You know, a lot of people wanted to go see Tim Hardaway Junior apparently. By the way, speaking of yuck, I gotta I gotta get on the air tomorrow and, and talk to Elijah and Jordan for their wonderful uh, NBA breakdown of the Christmas games. I got I gotta come hard at those. Gosh, can guys. you? What do you? That's gonna be an amazing day, dude. LeBron back on Christmas on the West Coast doesn't even have to move yep. anywhere. My gosh! <laughs> and then they I get demolished by seventy points. Boo. I think they should have did it at Staples. I think it's a bigger deal than doing it at Oracle. Agreed. But Agreed. You know, because when, when the Lakers win by 15 against Golden State. Do you think the Oracle it, now kind of takes heed over kind of the Forum and, and Staples in a way since they have more rings currently? No. Nah. Thank you. I just wanted to. I think it's, I think it's just, you know, it's more of the what have you done for me lately. I think is why they're doing that. But, you know, it is what it is. But uh, speaking of what have you done for me lately, Randy Orton finally did something for us lately where he actually was doing something with Jeff Hardy that we enjoyed. But did you hear the the old Randy Orton scandal has apparently come to light and apparently the E's looking into it? Yeah, I mean, you, you would think, yes, He's an independent contractor, per se, who's under contract. But, yeah, you just can't kind of go into writer's rooms 
and you know just whip your junk out. Yes, I know he's very fond of it. He he enjoys talking about it whenever it's in an old WWE.com interview that sadly has scarred me for life since whenever I see Randy Orton, I think of this one question.com asked him, what's the one thing you get asked about all the time that people are surprised about? And then, you know, he was just like, oh, I always, uh, or no, it was like, what are people always shocked about when they, when they see you or meet you? He was like, oh, that it all fits in there. And, like, that was on a WWE.com thing. And I was like, what? That's interesting that they would post something that, you know, interest, you know, kind of interesting on a forum. And then, of course, through all the other interviews and what he's kind of known for, for kind of, you know, impregnating fans on the road or whatnot. Yeah. It's just something, you know, Court Power, allegedly. Court Power, you know, kind of said that, yeah, he would kind of expose himself and do other things and, and pretty much... Uh, use his power to, to sabotage these writers and saying, oh, if you don't shake my hand after I just touch myself, then, you know, do you think you're better than me? And then, you know, if they do, then you're like, oh, you touched my hand after I just, you know, did whatever to myself. So very gross. Uh, I guess not surprising kind of knowing Orton's M.O., I mean, with involving bags and stuff, right? I'm going to tell He's Stephanie and Triple H that, uh, that you didn't shake my hand. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think there's a chance that when he would reach down there, that he'd pull it out and have it hanging out, and then he would ask for his hand to be shook? Um, isn't that the only way that we do it? <laughs> Whenever we greet each other, it's like, "Oh, hello, old chap." <laughs> With our dongles hanging out, mine doesn't get much past the the uh, the pants line, so I guess you can't oh, really tell with me. You're blessed in other areas, so <laughs> yeah, those are those are in agony from the waistband. While well, I'm trying to do the the, <laughs> the grapefruits. <laughs> you know, so sorry, I just I don't I'm know. I for mean, the first this time. is like do you, do you think like, this if this comes is in a work environment type of thing? Well, let me ask you something, right? If, if if let me ask you this with with the whole anti-bullying and what they're doing in the work environment, like you said now. If this comes into fruition where a lot of people say, yes, this really did happen and we were very uncomfortable because it's Randy Orton, does this get swept under the rug or does does, does something happen? Like, is something going to happen to him for it? My thing is, is technically this would be his third strike. And I'm sure he's had quite a few from this last. I know those were, you know, he was getting popped for other, you know, for tests and stuff like that. I know entirely different. But this is something that is going against the company. This is another black eye for the company that he's been popped for on other attitude-related issues. And, of course, you know, again, the usage of other stuff that he tested positive for. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. It's he, He's such a good talent when he's on. You know, he doesn't owe anyone anything. I, I think the legacy is there, but... This is also part of his legacy, so it's really nothing new. It's a shame, and it's a shame that, you know, maybe some of these writers' career, you know, were affected by this introduction. Or, you know, maybe they were bullied or, or tarnished, you know, their, their reputation by not, you know, following what Randy Orton wanted them to do. So I hope it doesn't get swept under, under the rug. Does it possibly? Is that why he's not in the SummerSlam match now? Again, that's a definite, uh, or that's a possible maybe, uh, but 
to me, I would say this is the third strike, man. You're out. I just I feel like Jeff Hardy might need to find a new dance partner after uh, SummerSlam because I don't I I have a feeling that this isn't gonna fly, man. You can't you can't be doing stuff like this. I mean, you, know, you got the low ratings from their shows, and then of course now you have this. Fox, you know, I heard technically hasn't really signed yet. It's just kind of in agreement, so possibly they could back out if a lot of this stuff keeps coming up. Um, obviously, coming up here is the uh, the New Japan basically having a code of conduct change. Uh, we kind of yes. broke this down on the G1 show. Um, Alex, why don't you let our listeners know what we're talking about that didn't get to listen to the G1 show that uh, Harold Mage has dropped as the new president of the company. Which essentially you can find uh, where you can download any podcast, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. But essentially what is enforced now is Kind of like what any business or corporation does. They they have kind of like a zero tolerance for inappropriate language or behavior. Of course, as we've said over this whole G1 tournament, Tamatanga has been, you know, lashing out, uh, whether to the fans verbally, uh, as we've seen, he accosted one, you know, uh, I believe it was <laughs> a week or so ago, um, which I was confused because I'm like, that guy's a little too older to be a plant. Like, I was really confused. I was like, is this guy a plant? What, who is this guy? Anywho, and also going uh, on Twitter, you know, feuds, not only with the competition, which, hey, it's kind of fun for you and I, but when yep. you're calling out fans, you know, for, you know, having a picture of him, you know, with some of his fallen uh, friends who happen to be soldiers, which then he was calling, you know, him the B word and them effer and just going on and on. The guy's like, hey, man. I just wanted to, you know, just say one thing or two. You're you're blowing this way out of proportion. So, you know, they, they realize we have to keep this more under control. They're trying to go more public now. You know, they have the West Coast expansion out in California. So, I mean, it's going to be harder to get more sponsors when during a Gorillas of Destiny match, it's just 20 or five minutes of, of, of F-bombs. Or Juice yeah. Robinson, even, who's a face, He's saying, all right, MFers, about four or five times a match, which, you know, again, your Kyrie Sane impersonation is sort of on point, but it doesn't, you know, mix and match with your Teddy Bear flamboyant persona and you're dropping F-bombs. It, it honestly, it, it's kind of awkward at times. You know, it's fun. I get it, you know, for for him, but you kind of got to tone it down when, you know, kind of the, the children are his prime audience, especially with that get-up. But, you know, Juice, keep doing you. But yes, they they basically are are saying no more swearing, pretty much on TV um, and or on social media, and uh, no more uh, you know messing with the fans. You know another thing too, I wanted to bring up that we talked last night or Saturday night with it. Uh, Japan takes littering very serious, and Tamatanga films something where he's just dumping trash in the yeah. street. You know, like this is what I think a Japan type thing and. You know, obviously he was in character trying to get heat, but you know now you got a guy like his brother who seems like a level-headed dude who's probably getting going to yeah. get dragged into the midst of all this. Which you know, I kind of feel bad for Kangaloa. Um, no, because I think he kind of just does what he wants. <laughs> you know, but you know he just kind of goes well, off and the underboss. And he, you know, he runs that wrestling company in New Zealand, I think. No wrestling school. And what's one of the crazy two. is you could totally 
you could totally see how this is legit. Like this was held like withholding on the final night of the G1 when Tamatanga came out, or I should say when that a whole, you know, uh, tandem of Gorillas of Destiny and Fale came out, he was jabbing at the camera going in and out. He only mentioned one swear word, but it was in context really of kicking butts or kicking ass per se than his normal, you know, lashing off by saying every swear word in the book. So you could tell that it was definitely enforced. Hey, you know, and, and the one guy that I said, um, I, I guess I'd say, yes, he's, you know, he, he was part of the issue, but inadvertently, you know, he wasn't doing it maliciously, you know, no more, you know, Togi Makabe is pointing now. He's doing the Bobby Lashley on that last G1 night. He wasn't yeah. doing the double birds. And we noticed that right at the beginning, we're like, wow, Makabe, he's got to change his whole entrance now. Comes out just, I mean, it's like, not like it's a big deal. In but. your opinion, does this change the product? Because, yeah, we like the edginess every once in a while, but really when it all comes down to it, it's the wrestling and the storytelling, right? This isn't yeah, going to no, affect that. The thing that, that scares me is, you know, when we did that show, I said, well, the positive is at least the only time they cut promos and they can't get to WWE, even though they're looking that way, is at the very end of the show. And then... Middle of the show before the six man, Matt Jackson cuts a promo. I'm going, oh no! <laughs> Literally an hour ago, I just said at least they don't do that. That's why I texted you. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if he's watching this or not, but I gotta say this right now because this is it doesn't give anything away. But I'm like, oh my god, now he's cutting a pro. And then they, you know, they they announced the the president dude, and he's standing up, sitting at ringside, waving at people. And I'm going, oh my gosh. This is a little yeah, I was like, oh, it is boy. very attitude era. New Japan booking is doing right now. If you haven't noticed, in between the lines, even some of the feuds. Yeah, so that kind of caught but me. But you got Taka out there, choppy choppy. <laughs> At least he's still cutting his promos. Um, <laughs> but it was, you know, it, it is what it is, and I don't think it's a bad thing. Like anybody who goes, gosh, New Japan. I don't know. I'm not too happy now that they're getting rid of their edge. Well, come on. It's about the wrestling. You don't agree. Go watch. Go watch the TV show if you want swearing like that on HBO. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't change your product if somebody can't say the f word. Yeah, and, and like I said, I I'm usually chill with everything, but when Juice just yells out the f word, I'm like, there's like a five year old who's like having a pirate hat on. Not because of style choices, but because of you. So that's where I'm like, all right, kind of choose your stuff. Yeah, and, and he's not, like, quiet about it. <laughs> no. he, he's, he's running ah! into the audience and yelling it in their faces. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are, you, uh, are you sad that Enzo says that he will never wrestle again? I just wanted your no. just two cents on I, that. I am, and to prove I'm so not sad, we're already going to move off of that topic, if that makes it really better. <laughs> Um, let's, I, I don't have a ton other stuff. Um, obviously I want to talk the Jim Neidhart thing, but any other news that I may have missed that you want to talk before we talk the Neidhart and go to break? Um, offhand, no, I, I, I think obviously the biggest new uh, stories, we kind of covered it. Um, I know what's also covered is these delicious uh, Buffalo Wild Wings uh, that I have, traditional style of Parmesan garlic and medium, who's also a sponsor 
of StarCast uh, just in a couple of weeks during All-In Weekend. But what man, kind of delicious. food sauces are those? Parmesan garlic? Oh, they're so delicious. It's the best place yeah. to get them. They're medium, got- though, a nice little spice. Oh, God. Oh, I, I can eat me- spice now. I could probably try Caribbean jerk now. I eat a oh. lot of spice now, so maybe I can move up to the chart. I, I can't wait to find out during StarCast weekend. During all of By the it. way, if you're going to StarCast, uh, if you go to B-Dub, show them your ticket 15% off of your bill. Man. So we're definitely hitting that up. Alex, I'm eating my – Well, you're um, eating medium, and uh, maybe I'll sneak a blazing <laughs> wake into a patch of wings, and okay. I won't tell you. And then you'll just eat it and be like, ha, 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 I'm going to get all Masahiro Chono on you. Your diet, your face is beat red, but you managed to still multi kick me. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, Jim Neidhart passed away this morning. Sounded like he was having seizures at his home, and he just fell, and, you know, that was it. Uh, Jim Neidhart, is this going to be one of those things now where the E feels obligated to put him in the Hall of Fame? And if it is... Yeah, fit in. I, I'd say, are they? Uh, no, I don't think so. How the hell did that happen? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you'll go in singles, but yes, I, I believe the Hart Foundation will. It'll be Brett. It'll be Natty on stage as it should be. Hell, you know, maybe bring Davey Jr., you know, kind of in, obviously, you know, make it a, a family thing. It's unfortunate he couldn't be there, you know, to kind of do it. But yes, I, I think... Do you think it comes as soon as 35? Maybe. Hmm, that's interesting. You know, you know I, I don't know why I, I just thought about this. You mentioned Davey Jr. You, you know, um, Brian Pillman Jr. is wrestling now. Like, they could really go with a second-generation oh, foundation. That would be so good. Mm-hmm. That would be so like, good. But, I mean, the Hart Foundation, you know, everyone gives Brett the credit, but Anvil was definitely a, you know, he was a big man, but he could definitely move. He was a great uh, partner to have. I mean, they they were obviously, bar none, worked so well. The chemistry was obviously there. And, of course, he was great as a heel during the the whole Canada versus the USA thing. Uh, What was that, around 97? Um, You know, kind of the the Canadian stampede, just some good, good stuff there. Yeah, it was it was uh, before because it was right before Survivor Series. Plus that when they beard were was that. dope. I always thought yeah. he was a valiant as a kid. I was confused <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Jim, the second Jim Valiant. <laughs> have Jim, Jimmy, and Johnny. Jim, Jimmy, Johnny. The and <laughs> it is ready. Uh, R.I.P. Anvil. Uh you know, kudos, uh, you know, shout out to the family, everything that they have going on. But yeah, uh, go watch, go watch yourself some Jim Neidhart on the network this week, people. Um, we're gonna take a break. We come back. It's time to preview SummerSlam Takeover. Talk a little Raw SmackDown. Get in the universe. We'll be right back. WrestleCast. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best 
and radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my Mello here, one half of the pop culturist, inviting you to get your pop culture fix every Wednesday night here on the Strong Style Media Network. Alongside Half Pine Kyle Adams, we'll see who got beat down at the box office, run down the Manic Movie Minute, find out what Kyle has for his musical mantra, and you hear our takes on the latest in film, the television, and the music. Listen to the pop culturist every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media or search strong style media on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Strong style media, we are conglomerates. Greetings and salutations, fight fans. It's your boy, Dub. One half of Standing Eight Count Radio. You want fight analysis, news, a look at the local Minneapolis, Minnesota boxing scene? Then tune in Sundays, 10 p.m. Central Time, and listen to Ryan Cook and I break down the street science. If you don't know where to find us, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Blog Talk Radio. That's Standing Eight Count Radio, and that's presented by Strong Style Media. We are conglomerate. And that went way longer than I thought it was going to go. <laughs> I was like, dang, when is this going to end? And then it got to the part where the dude, Damn it. Russell Castro, you back at you. What's uh, up? Ro- oh, hey. Alex hey, Alex Mello here. <laughs> Just prepping for my, uh, prepping my sauce list at Buffalo Wild Wings, don't forget to go to your local B-dubs and try their Thai curry or Ryan's favorite, mango habanero. Um, I actually had mango habanero for the first time. I thought it was pretty How good. How was it? I was, it was good. Uh, it, was, it was a little bit better than the fact that this whole commercial break, I've been typing matches for SummerSlam, and they just keep going. Like, holy It's the, the biggest bloat of the summer, isn't it? It just bloats your mind that this is happening. Uh, um, a chore. Man, yeah, it's a chore to type up this list so we can go over it. Um, <laughs> let's, let's get into Monday Night Raw. Um, what did you think Raw 
overall. Baron Corbin having a little ha-ha humor with Roman. Roman beats him in the opening match. The crowd, though, was actually behind Roman a little bit more mm-hmm. again. Is Was this just another one of those crowds hey. where... Where if the, they you can know, book Raws in Florida in every damn Florida territory for the whole calendar year, Roman Reigns would be their number one babyface. Again, another <laughs> week in Florida, another great reaction. Hell, it's even near Georgia Tech. So, you know, hey, he's, he's going to get some loud loud pops. So if they stay in that region, if they make the Tory ter- uh, territories again, and it's the Reigns area, then they're golden. They will earn their billion dollars uh just as better as anyone else. Oh my God! Don't man, this is still going. Uh, this this is gonna blow your mind when I when I when I have this card here. Um, uh oh. So obviously we get we get the normal tag match setup that we thought we were gonna get with Roman doing double duty for the ninth time this this month. Or <laughs> I guess technically yep. it could be this month, but uh, him and Rollins against Ziggler and McIntyre. Turns into a handicap match. They don't let it happen. Ah, Michael Cole brings up the obvious. We know his partner won't be Dean Ambrose, who's still battling an injury. I literally went, well, he'll be on next week on the lead-up show. So I'm assuming Ambrose comes out tonight. Do they just do Ambrose in one corner and McIntyre in the other corner to try to add a little flair to this match at SummerSlam, you think? Yes, and and I would say I, I welcome that. It's it's something you know even fresher for this feud, which I have liked. But then again, I was like, whoa, didn't we just see this the last couple of months with no reaction in the main event? <laughs> That's what scares me about this match. That uh, you know, are they going to go he... back to their old e booking where we're going to be like, huh, where we have so much excitement and it just goes up? Uh huh, that happened. I mean, time will tell. Time will tell. Maybe it's a different crowd, and it'll be a different circumstance. I um, like your idea, though, of Ambrose coming in to, to like, you know, like we were saying, though, let's give it that, that extra oomph, something different for that. But, but McIntyre, uh, minus when he's not about to kill uh, Seth Rollins. God, what was that move? Uh, oh, I, I feared yeah. for, for Rollins' life. Tried to catch him in for a backbreaker. And they yes, both yes. fell over, and then he still picked him up and did it anyway. But I'm like, oh god, like, Seth's going back on the shelf again. <laughs> and why would they? Yeah, exactly. And why would they book him in a a handicap match? They really couldn't find anybody else to say, hey, you want to partner with Seth Rollins? Yes, I will be on TV. Like really, you, I'll I'll say this. I'm kind of glad they didn't because I was. In my head, I'm going, okay, some random random person's going to come out and be his partner on this. Great. Now they're going to add another person into a storyline and then have no payoff because they'll forget that they put the person in there. You know what so I'm glad that, they didn't do? Oh, sorry. Yep. I was just no, saying, so ahead. for that reason, I'm glad they didn't just add another body because then they went, well, we still got another week to build to something. Correct. Maybe we could shoot one McIntyre now onto the show and get another match on there. <laughs> I was going to say, it is the summertime. I mean, I'm I'm sure they should have just had Nicholas in the audience and then problem solved. Oh, no. Stop it. Is that going to happen at SummerSlam? Is he going to come out from the crowd, help him out? Or does he help Bronze? Or does he help Kevin Owens 
win the briefcase Ooh, with SummerSlam. That would be awesome. I hope Roman puts him to the ring if he does that. I'd buy that shirt. Nicholas turns. <laughs> Speaking of Braun, his weekly checklist continued as this time he mysteriously was underneath the uh, interview table <laughs> and then staged up to tip it over as we saw Sunil Singh, Jinder Mahal, and Kevin Owens all fall to their doom. Uh landing on their feet, but then making a good jump to look at like they fell to their doom. And then Braun happened to be on there with his briefcase conveniently placed neatly in the corner. <laughs> That's the funniest part. I'm like, he, if, if he snuck in there, he would have just threw that thing under there. That thing was like, somebody like lifted it up and said, oh, where should I do with this? I'll just set it here directly in the corner of this table. Like, it was placed there for him. Like, <laughs> Uh, so that happens. Jinder Mahal, another victory over Braun. How many premeditated murders has the WWE had on TV this year? In like 365 seven. days from today, like seven, maybe seven. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. You know, for a company that that, like I said, they do a lot of heinous Good things. Start, and you know, this is way off topic, but I said this to to somebody the other day. And they went from, like, criticizing the New Japan work style to completely flipping their thought and criticizing the WWE. But I looked at this, and, and they're like, you know, you know, oh, man, so, you know, that Honma guy broke his neck, and now you know, Hiromu's injured, and Shibata can't wrestle anymore. They should tone it down. I said, look, Shibata did a headbutt on his own. That's his own free will. The Honma thing was a freak accident off a of DET from somebody who does mm-hmm. that move five times a week in his day. Things like that happen. And Hiromu is not as bad as it, as, as it ultimately was. I mean, it's still bad, but that was the only thing done off of a bad move. Okay, I'll give you that one. But to everybody who says, you know, the WWE is, you know, we have helmets that the wrestlers get to wear at NXT and we have crash pads and, you know, all these things to make sure our guys stay healthy. How come at one point a few years ago there was three wrestlers who all had huh. neck injury same year? Well, that's one answer, unfortunately, and that was Samoa Joe. <clears throat> no, I'm talking about Edge breaks his neck doing his oh, own finish. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Lita is out with a broken neck on top of it, you know, like, and, and Santino Morella has a broken neck. Like all these people are breaking their necks. Yes. We just had Hiromu break his and we had the Holma thing, but this is like multiple times in multiple years. This happens. Seamus spinal stenosis has to, yep. you know, who knows what's going to happen with him. Daniel Bryan's told he can't wrestle anymore. Page neck injury. Can't like, I understand you, you want to talk about the breakneck pace that this company works in New Japan, but don't tell me the WWE is safer because they produce three times the amount of injuries. How many times has and Seth you know, Rollins gone? Yeah, or how many times? Anyway, but do you attribute that, though, to New Japan really having, what, maybe about 12 shows a month comparable to the WWE where they maybe have tack on eight to nine more per month? So they're more, so guess, you know, Let's, let's, so let's, 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 let's see if we can figure this out. So they do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 
I believe they do live shows, and then they have their tape show Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, which the other and, show will always do a house show. So, so yeah, they're running about twenty shows a month. So yeah, they're doing so they're doing about eight more shows a month than New Japan's doing. But I will say, look at New Japan with with the G One Climax. You know, they're running mm-hmm. nineteen shows in like twenty eight days, and these guys are putting on. They're, they're having a, a much much tougher work rate than anybody. There's in the more day. heavier times than others with New Japan. Like January is like it's beginning of the month, and then it's like February. Cool stuff's gonna happen. And like I I think part of the problem is these people go to the E, and everything's so laid back and safe, and people are getting hurt just overthinking it or not doing the way that they were trained and learned how to do it. You know. All these guys weren't really hurt. They never really got hurt on the indies. Then they all come to WB and they all get hurt. You know? It, well, it yeah. Just, I mean, I'm looking at Ray Mysterio now, and I'm just thinking about man, his left knee. <laughs> you know, and it's I, I I feel like you know you look at Daniel Bryan. He's been bumping a certain way his whole career, and then he tried to change how he bumps, which is the him protecting himself. You wonder why some of these guys get hurt. You know, and they're so damn obsessed with this. You know, look at look at Nikki Bella. She did the, that torture rack and a spear, you know, sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Charlotte's doing the spear all the time. She got hurt and, and was, was saying she was having issues with her neck for a little bit. Like, maybe you should tell your guys to stop doing spears when they don't know how to not drive <laughs> them. Well, head into the half ground. the roster wouldn't know what to do with their second yeah. move of doom. That's true. Look at look at like Sami Zayn. I've never seen him on the shelf. He's been on the shelf like two, three times. Yeah. Which my question so I, is, like you were saying, Daniel Bryan had his own form of, you know, just the bumps that he would take or his moveset. Like, do you think the E imposes something where it's like you do it our way or or no? Like we're gonna find think, you or do something or because why wouldn't they just have him keep doing it? I think it's we want you to do it this way because we believe it's safer for you. And then now you're telling somebody to change the way that they're landing from getting thrown around. How do they find out that it's safer? Do they have like an online simulation? Do they spend millions of dollars just on this one guy's simulator? It's probably next to the promo room at at the performance center. You mean the deadlift center? Oh man, it just like, like I said, I, I I don't even know how I got on that. I didn't mean to get on that, but it just it's just ironic to me that some people, you know, will sit there and throw stones, you know, and they live in the proverbial glass house. It's like maybe you should know what you're doing. But anyway, I digress. Let's get back on track. I apologize. Uh what else do we have for Monday Night Raw? Bobby Roode defeats Mojo Rowley. Might have been the best mojo match I've ever seen. Uh wasn't anything amazing, but Decent for him. Uh, Razor. Wouldn't that be a good team? Rude and Mojo? No. You don't think Mojo could be that, you know, wild James Gunn-like character? Not like a carbon copy of the cowboy. It was directed Guardians of the Galaxy? Isn't that his name? Yeah. Maybe James Oh, what did I say? Yeah, James Storm, sorry. 
I was like, damn, Batista's your friend. He loves you. Um, I mean, okay, look, like, I want, in in a weird way, to see Rowley succeed. And I say that because when you watch him, this dude legit wants to be there and legit wants to wrestle and legit yeah. is trying to get better. And then, you know, we'll spend weeks on end bitching about Randy Orton being lazy or Nakamura being lazy. Meanwhile, you got this guy who wants to be out there and wants to get better. I almost rather have that guy out there if you can make him better. That's, you just made me uh, just order a Mojo Rally t-shirt. Oh, you don't get hype. You're going to stay hype. No, but you're totally right, though. I mean, that that is one thing. He he he's never lacking out there. You know, from his amped up character to his move sets to his gorilla presses and such. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, that totally makes sense. And you know, they they had a thing going for a while, and then it just kind of like disappeared. Yeah, he lost the so, mojo of the character. You know, me. I hate to say it, but I I, I can sense Rowley winning this feud. And maybe he goes on to Finn Balor, and this is the next Balor program, and they, okay. you know, they, Balor can do something with them. Because I think that's kind of where Balor is now at this point in his career, sadly. He's the <laughs> builder-upper. He's the Cesaro yeah. of, of Raw. Yeah. And, I mean, hey, I, I'm sure they pay those guys pretty well to be that role, so I don't think they're probably not too angry, but... Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, you know, that all went down. Speaking of Balor, after Baron Corbin loses, he comes out and attacks him. What a heel. I was like, that, what are you doing? He's going the, old, um, the Hogan route. The B team versus the Revival uh, pulled off my second dud in one show. Wow. Uh, How do you go from I, putting on some of the best matches? <laughs> 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 you can read that at WrestleCast underscore SSS. <laughs> you know, I'm like, and I was trying as hard as I could to get that god awful B team tag team music for our lead in. I couldn't find it, but good God, it's I like don't I just don't care anymore. I'm like forget it. This raw it has tag such team. great potential. You got two good talents, and then I I thought the thing they were doing with the leaders of the world was, was fine. But when you do it back to back to back weeks and no change, I get it. There was a car accident. There's a whatever accident life happens, but it just, it, it just derailed something that I thought could have been good. I wanted to see a Lake reincarnation. I wanted to see the many, you know, variations of those characters. I wanted to see a Bray and both Dallas, like what? Like, you know, kind of do a little wink, wink, but it's just, nah, nothing really came out of it. And it's, yeah, it, it's just unfortunate. I think the B team could have been something really good. When, uh, when the lights went down and came back up and the leaders were the tag partners, did you go, whoa, like the crowd did? No. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, we saw the returning Ruby Riot as, uh, the Riot squad defeats the That's Boston. That's what I said. Whoa. I, I I will say I didn't I thought that was a good match I went two and a half on it I, yeah. I thought that was a fun little tag match. Um, I still I still to this day will say that if you're gonna have Rousey headline she should be at Mania she should work Sasha but it'll be Charlotte but 
I still think Sasha's that bet the best on that roster. Her and Asuka. Why can't we get a Sasha Asuka program? Come on. Yeah, why can't we make that the interpromotional match at Mania in New York? <laughs> yeah. And then you can have you can have the billionaires with the head shave thing again. <laughs> um, no, I, I think this is good that uh, Ruby Riot came back. Um, I, I think this is a pretty good stable. I, I like Sarah Logan a lot. Liv Morgan is, you know, she's building it up. She's trying. As you were saying about Mojo Raleigh, she's trying. You know, she's yeah. doing stuff week in, week in out. You could see improvements, but but I like Sarah Logan uh, quite mm-hmm. a bit. And, and Sasha Banks versus anybody, like you said, it, it's going to be one of the best things to see on TV. And they were given time, so kudos to them for giving a, a tag women's match uh, some some pretty good TV moments. Okada Rey Mysterio, that's a match I want at All In now. I don't know why. Yeah, I was so mad that th- that they like barely touched it in the G One. I can't wait I was to like, talk can that they change it because I I I may have some surprise surprising things on there. But if you get rid of the main event, the best match on that show was three and a quarter for me. Yeah, it was not a good show at all. Like I was, I I did not. The main event was incredible, but the rest of that show was not anything special. Um, but I mean, I guess it's the G1 final, and you're there for the G1, not for the undercard. Um, Ronda Rousey, Alicia <laughs> Fox. It's after ten o'clock by the time this match goes yeah. on. She's got a promo before the time. A lot of bliss. Yep. Um. Did that? How did how did that how did the whole match seem like? Fox seemed like she was rushing, like, and I get it. She never had a main event. Um, I went two stars. You know the 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 finish looked a little weak because she tapped so quick she barely even had her arm locked. Yeah, I think, I, did, and she I like, played that more to the character. Of her just being Alicia Fox, where she just panicked and tapped without any actual injury. Okay, that's where cool. I, I kind of credit it to. And I'm, yeah, I'm cool with that then. Um, but then, like Natty, completely botched that that Alexa Bliss attack because yeah. she like turned and looked at her and just was like, "Huh? Oh, oh, whoa, no!" <laughs> like I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Um, Ironically, I heard Mark Henry on Busted Open brought that up. He's like, he's like, I don't mean to dog Natty, but next time I see her, I'm going to say, girl, get on your mark. <laughs> but but so I was like, okay, I mean, it's I'm something not, that I expected it to be just like that, if not a little bit less. So I, I think it was, it was fast for, for the reason of like, okay, literally, let's go home. Let's not expose too much. Because I thought it was weird that you would have her first singles match on Raw against Alicia Fox. I would think you would maybe a Mickey James. I know she's out of action. Uh, but, you know, maybe someone that could lead her a little bit more. But, again, I, I get the sense of her, you know, with a squash-esque type of, of bouts to kind of show her yeah, strength. I liked her mic work. That was more rushed yeah. than I thought the match was, but it was still – Better than expected. More emotion. I, I feel like it would have been Mickey if she wasn't hurt. Um, you know, like you mentioned, and I think I think that was the whole point of their house show run together was to build for this match. Yep, yep. Um, but I will say, uh, 
you know, Alicia Fox is the stiffest wrestler in that division, so she probably was the <laughs> right one to put against Ronda. So I had that obviously, thought. <laughs> obviously, you know, we're guessing Natty's not going to be at the show. But no. if, if say she was at Raw tonight, or maybe she still is, maybe her family says, look, your dad would be pissed if you're missing wrestling. You know, and mm-hmm. she just goes. Um, is this something where they do the typical WWE tag match to lead into it, or do we get a, a Bliss Rousey contract signing tonight as the gimmick? If she's not there, yes, I think you do the contract signing. If she is available to be there, then yeah, I think the tag match is the most suitable thing. Uh, it gets her in there. Maybe that's something if she is at the tapings, maybe that's something that, that she needs to. And I think it'll be a good moment. You know, a lot of people showing and, and sending their love to her, which, you know, could be something she needs at this time. Um, you want to move on to SmackDown or you got anything else And then she goes, heel. <laughs> that uh, would be the shocker. That would be like, wait, what? Yeah, she's every so day. angry that she turns heel. I was like, oh, my God, we can't do her, though. This is my we? opportunity. Oh, to Gucci. <laughs> Uh, Charlotte and Becky defeat the Iconics. Decent, decent little match. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Becky and Charlotte really teasing that dissension oh. with having dissension. I mm-hmm. can't tell if it's good TV or it's just really overly dramatic crap. Oh, it's great overly dramatic goodness. Uh, what was not so good though, Ryan? Um, I'm I, I, the Iconics are growing on me. I thought what they were their jabs at Charlotte and Becky were good, but the fans were chanting boring at them, and my heart legitimately broke because I'm like, no, this might kill them because these ignorant fans in Orlando don't realize how good they are jabbing the top two faces right now. I thought yeah. they were brilliant, but it's you know the the crowd was just not into it. And that really bummed me out, and I hope it doesn't stop anything, uh, you know, any pace with those two. But I, I think maybe they even use that to their advantage. But I, I thought this was a fun little match. I, I like the upside of the Iconics. And, you know, like you said, they, you know, I'm sure we'll see the implosion tomorrow night. Um, Zelina Vega defeats Lana. Better than their last week's match. I, I went yep. from a star and a quarter to two stars, actually, for this one. Thought it was a, it was a nice nice improvement. Um, I'll tell you one thing with Lana is when she gets hit, she sells the hell out of the move. Now whether she looks goofy selling because she's overdoing it, you know, talking about effort. That's another one who's out there trying to bust her ass. Like when she took the double knees in the corner, she looked like she fainted on like a soap opera. But I was like, hey, <laughs> you, you you went for it. Kudos for that. I was nervous, though, when she wasn't set. I'm like, oh, God, Zelina Vega's going to kill her. But she got set at the right time, thankfully. And it was a nice little innovative spot with Aiden English, you know, yes. doing a spear, essentially, a tackle to Almas, which knocks, you know, Lana off the corner. So, fun little match, fun little match. Obviously, it'll lead to the one of the matches on the kickoff show that we'll get to, but fun little match. You know, was, what was almost as unexpected, uh, R-Truth making an appearance, not only on TV, but in another match. And to be honest, I was looking forward to this matchup. Isn't that like two, three weeks in a row now? Yeah. 
must be healing a lot faster because I don't know how he could come back from from that surgery. Good gosh. I I love how he came out and said, I want to challenge Nakamura for the title. And he's like, how the hell are you going to do that? He goes, because I'm going to get Carmella in a match. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, our truth. I I thought it was funny. Um, Fun little match. Nakamura got the win. I went two and a quarter. Uh, Nice nice little fun quick match. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed it. I think he's entertaining. Um, Main event. New Day took on the bar. I went four stars on this match, Alex. I loved it. Great match. This, this was, you know, they got 25 minutes, and I love the the finish with Cesaro having him in, in the, he's got him in the sharpshooter, and then he flips it into the cross face, yeah. which then <laughs> roll backwards into midnight hour. Or whatever. It was, it was guys. great. It was it was good seeing the bar back on TV and, and especially at a match with, with the new day because their, their chemistry is just so spot on. And, and that was not <laughs> supposed to be a champ, by the way, I apologize, but uh, no, it just shows you how great Cesaro and, and Seamus are as we're joking with the Cesaro Finn Balor comparisons. Uh, that's who you need. That that's something to give the new day a, a pop that they, you know, I, I would say, have needed, you know, as of late, you know, some people have been saying they've been coming off a little stale, you know, but, but having this great of a match leading into a title match this Sunday at SummerSlam, I, I thought was, was something that catapulted them, made me interested again. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I was a little butthurt because I, I was of course rooting for the bar, but I knew they and bludgeon. I mean, I, it should be an interesting matchup. Now, do they give it a stipulation? That's for Ryan to decide. Um, I I don't I think I think what's gonna save this match from not just being your typical Bludgeon Brothers beatdown. Oh, I forgot to write write down Bludgeon versus B two K or whatever it was. B two K Omar or Omarian S S K three or whatever they were called. I'll just give it a I'll give it a star just because. Rowan body slammed that guy over the top rope onto the apron. <laughs> I thought that was freaking awesome. Like the poor uh, Pavel Kozlov or whatever that guy's name was. That dude ate bleep on that one. <coughs> and then <coughs> Corey Graves. Oh my gosh, it's it's starter kit Roman and Taz Jr. <laughs> like. <laughs> I I couldn't believe he said that, especially saying Taz. <laughs> um, shout out to Kofi Kingston, by the way. Uh, I I think he's been having a hell of uh, I would say a summer so far, in especially getting a nod at the Money in the Bank, uh, having some some good spots, and then you know just being so involved in the tag matches as as of late, and especially. On a commentary. Yeah, he's he's. Did you like his little side character when he did the interview? <laughs> oh man. Um. So let's let's move on. Do you want to? What do you, big roller What do you want to do? What do you want to do? Picks and predictions for first. Do you want to do? 
you want to do NXT picks or and break down NXT, or do you want to do uh, SummerSlam first? Let's do SummerSlam. All right. So we'll end on a on a good note. And, and when I say end on a good note, um, I'm I'm saying this because I'm I'm scared for Takeover. And you are. I know you got to be thinking, well, how the hell is that possible? And I'll, I'll tell you when we talk it. Um, so let's let's get into this. Uh, SummerSlam. Now let me ask you this: um, Do you think there's a Pre-match chance that announced they, over the weekend or pre-show? I do, should say. Do you think they? Um, which are you talking about the mixed tag? Yep. Yep. Okay. Do you, so I do have that. Do you think there's a chance that they add Bobby Roode, Mojo Rowley to the pre-show? Another Raw match? Um, I, I would see why not. I, I would prefer to see more of like the bar battling the Usos or something crazy like that or Sanity versus the bar. Just because I want to see the bar. Um, or, or maybe you have a mini rumble. Because there's a lot of good talent. I mean, this is considered one of the big shows. So, you know, maybe something along those lines. They get a United States shot or something. I don't know. So, with that being said, Alex, uh, I have 15 matches. Wow. 15 matches that have either been announced or are expected to be announced tonight. So, I'm putting them on there just to be be more announced. So, because I come 12 right now. well, Well, we'll see which ones that I have that you don't when we go down the list. Uh, sounds like a kickoff special. Uh, who you got the the Boston Hug Connection or the Riot Squad? Ooh, that might be one you didn't have nope. on your list then. I did not. I like that. This is rumored, but it sounds like it may be announced tonight. So, okay, I'm I'm totally fine with that match. Just so kick, who, kick who, it off, who, kick it off. I would go the, uh, what is it, the Boston Hugs Connection? Yeah. I'll go with them. All right. I'm with you. I'll go Boston Hug Connection. Uh, Raw Tag Team title match. The B Team Revival and Deleter of Worlds. I heard of this rumor. This isn't on, on one of the predictions there, but I'm going Revival winning the belts from the B Team. Oh, I'll be right. Please, God. I'm going to go because now they got new music that their B team's going to keep the titles. Hmm. But let's, I'm not sure. Uh, Bobby Lashley and Elias. Ooh. I think uh, after the embarrassment uh, this past week on Elias from Lashley, I think you got to give Elias the win. I don't think it affects Lashley if he loses, but I think it gives a slight boost to Elias with the victory. Uh, I'm going to go Bobby Lashley because I feel like he's another Vince project, but just like the tag match, I hope you're right on that because that's who I'd much, excuse me, much prefer to win. Uh, Andrade Almas and Zelina Vega against Rusev and Lana. This I'm excited for. Yes, this is going to be a fun match. This is the only pre-show match that I, I kind of seen um, which was announced, uh, I believe, Sunday. But I, I think Rusev and Lana get the win with Lana getting a pin somehow over Zelina Vega. 
Yeah, I'm going to go Rusev and Lana win, unless for some reason Aiden English intentionally costs them and says, screw you guys. But I think this I think they deserve to get they, – they need the win. I think they need to win. They, you know, three weeks in a row, Lana lost twice, and, and uh, Rusev lost almost the week before that. So I think you got to give them the win here. If this had a few more weeks to build, do you think this would have been on the pre-show or on the main show just because, again, the personalities and the talent in, in that yeah. program, my God. Well, That's a hell of an intergender match. I'd much rather see this than for the ninth time, Baron Corbin against Finn Balor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Baron Corbin with the win since Balor got I'm, the win last. I'm going to go I'm gonna go Balor to win because Corbin beat Balor last week on Raw. So, so I'm Corbin's going to get the win, and then the demon comes back for Hell in a Cell. Oh, God, Alex. Since it's Alex, Hell in a Cell. Please, please don't. Well, I guess they are joint pay-per-views because two is better than one or whatever you're... Oh, we are yeah, that just got that out of my, my head. Thanks. Sorry. Shout out to Flo Rider, who I believe is doing the SummerSlam song, by the way. The only reason I, I thought I, figured... I was watching an old show on the network. I was like, Flo Rida, what? It didn't help that the, the, the like, video showing the matches that have been announced was so long, it went past the chorus into a verse. Like, that's how you know that there's this many matches on there. Because you're a minute into the uh, Cedric Alexander against Drew Gulak. I'm going to go Alexander retains. I am too, but I would not be mad if Gulak did get the title. I'll say that. Uh, U.S. title match, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hart. No, no Randy Orton? Right? No. I, I'm going to go Shinsuke retains. I, I agree with that. I, I love how the, all these matches are just rematches from last pay-per-view. <laughs> and there's no stipulation for this. Shouldn't it be like... I don't know what a stipulation for that match would be. Would the most knees? No, I, I have no idea. Next match. Well, uh, you're not getting a stipulation, but you are getting the word rematch. Dolph Ziggler defending against Seth Rollins. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go Ambrose uh, kind of helps Rollins regain, or sorry, recapture uh, the Intercontinental Championship from Dolph Ziggler. So this yeah, feud I, can last even longer. Rollins to retain the title, I think. Or, re, yeah, regain. Yeah, he would regain. Yeah. Rollins, Rollins over Ziggler, I, I'm going with. Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Should be the main event in my in my humble opinion. Uh, this is interesting. This is telling with the victor. What does that mean with the contract situation? Uh, win or lose, but uh, I think the Miz gets the win over Daniel Bryan, regardless. I I'm going to go Miz as well, and I think I think that could signify him leaving. Mm-hmm. If that happens. Um, I want to see the Miz use another vase like he did on SmackDown. <laughs> Blasted Daniel Bryan with that thing. Uh, Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. That's tough. Um, I'm going Styles uh, retains with Joe getting the rematch. Ending the streak. Man, that's tough. I You know what? I'm going to 
I was. You know he's had the belt for over three hundred days, by the way. Yes, he's he's had it. Well, this this run alone has been nine months. Um, Nakamura's been like five of those months in like twenty matches combined. <laughs> he won it back, I think, at the and didn't he win it back in like December? Oof. I don't know, but they don't want none. That's for sure. <laughs> I I don't even remember who he wrestled at the Royal Rumble. It was Rusev, wasn't it? No, Rusev was at uh, well, Backlash last month. <laughs> Twenty days ago. Oh, was it? I'm going to look this up. Because I just thought about that. I was like, who the hell... Who did he wrestle? Let's see. Results. Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yep. There we go. So, because Styles won that title. Let's see. I thought he won it. I forgot about that. Because, yeah, let me... Hold on. I'm just... Wow, this Wikipedia page is ridiculous. I just I don't want to know about. Has he really only had two feuds since he's won the title? Technically three if you count Zayn, but Owens and Nakamura. Yeah, Jinder went straight to Raw. Holy cow! Yeah, that's crazy. Nakamura for all that time. (laughs) They've just dragged this on. Let's see, I'm pulling this. Technically, the feud is between Orton and Jeff Hardy. Nagamore is just the champion. Like, it's like, what? So, Styles beat Jinder Mahal in November. He's he's on a 278 day run with the title. Jeez. (laughs) AJ Styles right now is officially past uh, Shawn Michaels, and he is now. What about uh, JBL? JBL. Uh, he's he had 280 day reign, but he only had one reign with the belt. Huh. So right now he needs to have the belt for 45 more days, and he'll pass CM Punk. And he's uh, about a hundred behind Savage and 110 behind Austin to move into the top ten. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go Styles as well. Uh, Kevin Owens, Braun Strowman for the briefcase. <laughs> My honest opinion, I, I think Kevin Owens wins the briefcase. He's got to. It's, it's part of the man's been thrown off a seventy-foot ladder. Owens with the win, he cashes in against Reigns, and it's a beautiful day on Monday. The ET. Oh, I hope. I. I hope, man. You would make my summer that happened. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Braun in the, the rematch from last pay-per-view again. Uh, and then I, I, as much as everyone wants Braun to come out and cash in on Roman at the end of the night, you know damn well Vince is going to have Roman stand there looking tall just to piss everybody off. <laughs> I just know he's going to do it. Um, is, that a, is that a middle finger to uh, ROH in New Japan? I'll yeah, win with this. Uh, and he doesn't realize it's going at a mirror, so it's just pretty much reflecting it back to himself. Because <laughs> he doesn't realize that's what oh, he's doing. Damn it. Metaphors. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss. 
Is this main event of the show? No, I you just said Reigns. Okay. Strong I mean, it could. I am going to go... Ah, this is going to be a good match. This is a real test. Uh, I think it goes 10 minutes. And I see, uh, I see Rousey's hand being lifted. Ronda Rousey wins. Catchers. Yeah. I think she wins too. I don't think she should win that quick, but I think they do it. I really do. Uh, it's New all Day evolution, Blood. baby. <laughs> yeah. Evolution. Uh, SmackDown tag titles, Bludgeon Brothers, New Day. What you got? Um, I'm going to go Bludgeon Brothers. I'm going to say the New Day become the new tag team okay. champions in the world. Uh, then we got Charlotte, Carmella, and Becky Lynch in a three-way. I am going to go Carmella because Becky Lynch gets so fed up, she just beats the crap out of Charlotte and just walks away. And Carmella gets yet another win over Charlotte Flair. <laughs> yeah, I think Carmella somehow retains. I don't know how they're going to do it. But I'm, I feel like she's gonna she's gonna hang out of that thing till at least the evolution paper. Because Becky knows she can beat her one on one, so that's why she's like, whatever. You interfered in my match, I'm gonna have you take the loss. Like, a how boss would that be for the last kicker? I still think that she should go heel, but I I I still feel like if anyone's gonna turn, they're gonna have Charlotte do it. And if you're gonna have Charlotte turn, I could see like Becky lays her out. Um, has her beat, and then Charlotte dumps Becky and then pins Carmella. And then on SmackDown, she's being interviewed. And in, like, a really douchey way, talks to Becky without, like, she doesn't think she's doing anything wrong, but everyone notices she's talking wrong. And that's how you <laughs> begin the Charlotte turn, where she's, okay. like, really petty about things when she shouldn't be saying what she's saying, but she doesn't think it's bad. Um, but other, but I am going to go Carmella winning. And then that leaves us to Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Oof. Reigns, but the real question is, under five minutes or over ten minutes? I've heard that they're, they either want to make this a, a really quick boom, boom, and it's over, or they want to make this like one of the longest matches Rain or Lesnar's ever had. Like it might go like thirty-five minutes. Are we gonna have a WrestleMania t- uh, twenty situation? Where he's gonna break his neck trying to do seven Oh, that's nineteen. I don't know. Maybe I. I'm gonna say yeah, yeah. I think this 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 so is why gonna get put the on last if you know that that's going to happen. Because Just <laughs> we have your money. What does Vince care? What yeah. does he need to do differently? He should. Nothing. He should. Streets is watching. The uh, sheets two are watching. Later, you know, it's like, well, I guess, yeah. I guess I, I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's your extremely long SummerSlam card. Let's go to, let, now let me say this for NXT here as we do our Whew. NXT predictions here. The reason I'm nervous is the last few NXTs, I've kind of been like, eh, there's some good matches, but I'm not really hyped or I don't really care as much as I usually do. By the end of the show, I'm going, my God, that was incredible, just like every time. This show, on paper, has a chance to be the the show of the year. 
and I'm scared they're going to under under uh, under deliver now. Whoa! Don't put that but, that that sort of bad juju on this show, man. Really, like <laughs> I just card has I've international had no, flavor. You got your boy EC3. You got Johnny geez. Wrestling going for the title. Like and I and like that's my point. Like. I just the one time I'm excited for it Why is drop the, the one ball time now. That's what I'm saying. Like, I almost want to just talk myself into thinking that the card sucks, so that I walk away going, "God, that was amazing!" Like I do normally. But I'm looking at Chicago top of- sucked on paper, but it was a rather enjoyable show. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one's the best card on paper they've done in a long time. So I'm scared that now it's like, hmm. I hope it doesn't under underperform now. I but, just don't know what they're going to do in the the women's match. I have no idea. That that's the that that one has me intrigued. I would say probably out of all of them is is Shayna Baszler and Kyrie saying. I know that's ludicrous to a lot of people, but that's the match where I'm like, that's the pinpoint of me saying this is like what I've been waiting for for a long, long time. Just give them 15 minutes. Right out there, I know that's maybe a little too long, but man, that elbow at the Barclays Center—that's going to be magical. Let's 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 jump right into that. Then first, who you got winning this thing? Whew. I, I I think you you keep the Shayna Baszler train running. Uh, Kyrie's saying she's damn well deserved it, but I think Baszler uh, retains. I think she keeps it. Yeah, I'm gonna go Baszler too. I don't think it's it's not a knock on on Kyrie Singh at all. She's one of my favorite wrestlers in the world, but the the fact is, there's nothing wrong with the Baszler run. Why stop no. it? You know, and Singh is gonna put in a hell of a match. So I think that's why it's not, not gonna affect it. It's not like she can't win something later. Look at Ember Moon. She ended up coming mm-hmm. back and getting the title, even though she never won it from the other people. So whatever. Um. I will say the one thing though uh, about this is right now, if you look at this this weekend's card, both shows top to bottom, one of the only people you can really say that about is in this match. Shayna Baszler is must see television right now. Yeah, she's oh, so yeah. good with her character. Like, you know, even if you don't, if, even if in the ring she's not everyone's cup of tea, which whatever is fine. Her, like. It blows me away how comfortable she is in her in her like character work and her promo work. Like when she's sitting in the chair with her collar up and laughing about these matches and just talking like she's legitimately would talk to a human being maybe in public that she was gonna <laughs> beat up. Like she like I believe everything that she does. Mm-hmm. Like she is must watch for me in this company. Um, if I ever met her and she was something entirely different, I, I would be more confused by that. They're like, What? <laughs> so I'm I'm intrigued. I I think this match is awesome. Uh, the the promo work between these next two have been so fun. I mean, as corny as it is, people getting thrown into pools and there's their own private seating where they're laying on lounge chairs f- arguing with each other. Uh, EC3 versus the Velveteen Dream. What do you got? Oh, I I cannot wait. I can't believe I'm excited for an EC3 match. 
Um, and and I can't wait to see how Velveteen Dream is kind of, you know, will we'll be in the ring with him. This is going to be an interesting clash of styles, uh, a lot of crowd work, um, but I think EC3 picks up the victory just to kind of cement that character a little bit more. I... I'm leaning towards EC3, and I think it's a smart move to have him do, especially if, you know, depending what you do with the with the world title and you need a quick title defense, EC3 is the guy you could do it against. Um, but I'm going to go Velveteen Dream. I think it's a good little win for him. But I'll tell you what, you know, we talked about guys who are people who try and want to be there and want to improve. These mm-hmm. are two guys that every time you see her out in that ring, you could tell they're, they're busting their ass as hard as they can, whether people like or don't like their work, whether they think some of it's sloppy or not. These two guys work hard every time. And I think what intrigues me so much is the, these two guys are going to work so hard to have such a good match that I know they're going to invest everything into it. But their character work is top notch and when you put that together this has been just Demetrius joked with me and he's like after this is over they should team these two and just have oh. them do like a like an odd couple like where they're both at, like they literally don't change their characters they just get put together <laughs> that's a so great I'm, I'm idea it's it's that did you see that segment where they're sitting in the, like the pool chairs talking outside of a pool mm-hmm. oh my god it was it was so random it was funny like, I'm like, this is so dumb. It's good. <laughs> um, and and having great matches in, in, in the last two takeovers. I mean, him and Ricochet and, of course, the uh, the crazy ladder match for the uh, North American title. Just, oh. And, and the match with Ono was okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Undisputed Era Mustache Mountain Tag Titles. I'm going Undisputed Era, and I would not be shocked if this is the match of the night. Uh, If they pull another five-star out of me, you might see a grown man cry. But Undisputed Era retains. Uh, Seven-minute match. Their last match. It was so good. (laughs) Oh, my God, because you felt so bad for... for, um... Tyler uh, Trent Seven. No, I, I was happy he was in pain. It was just the art and 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 the story that those four gentlemen and that audience and and Rallo were putting on there. I was just like, this is wrestling. This is why I watch it. It was just yeah. so beautiful to see in 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 England. Uh, well, I'm talking about the 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 takeover match or the just the NXT TV one. Yeah, with, oh, that uh, one as well. Yeah. When he's in that leg hold and they throw the towel in and he's like, Don't do it, please, don't do it. He's like, ah, I gotta do it, I'm sorry. Uh then we got Adam Cole and Ricochet. I'm gonna go Adam Cole Ooh. to retain. Yes, I, I think you keep the Cole train uh running and wow, again, on paper, match of the year candidate. Can't wait to see these two go at it. Alex gets it finally. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, your main event, last man standing, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano. I'm going Ciampa to retain the title. Does he put a uh, a stack of ballots on Gargano so he can't get up? Is that the like what crazy finish are they going to do for this match? You uh, tell I me think... that Tommaso Ciampa is going to hijack the finish of the Super Bowl Sunday Night Heat 
fully rock world title match? Yeah, but he's going to be sitting on the pallets, just all chill-like, and then holding the belt. So it's going to be baller. Uh, Chapa, <laughs> I, I think he retains. Um, oh, it's and I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how they end this. They, creativity is something these two do not lack uh, in this wonderful, wonderful feud. Um, but yeah, Champa, he's got to retain. I can't wait to hear that crowd just blew the crap out of him. Ah, it's going to be lovely. That's your takeover SummerSlam predictions. We're going to take our last break. When we come back, we'll be live we'll tweeting. Oh, yeah, yeah we will. Underscore SSM. Both of us multiple, in the house. Yeah, we'll, we'll do our little uh, dashes so you know who's talking. I started doing that. I saw you started doing it, too, and I was like, tight. Because I was like, ah, I'm just going to do this. So if anyone listens, they know that this is was me saying it to go off of what I said on the show and, you know, keep everything to make sense from people listening to following. So I, I like that you threw, your, you threw the A on, on yours, the Alex on yours. I was like, nice, let's go. We're building something here. <laughs> we'll be right back. we got a ton of New Japan to talk, and we're excited. We've been waiting for it. G1 Climax coming at you. Don't go away. Russell Guys Radio. Most Oops. people... No. Sick of doing those big leagues? Well, try doing one-day fantasy over at DraftKings.com. The guys over at DraftKings set us. Your boys up at Strong Style Media with our own promo code. Go on to DraftKings.com. Sign up today. Make your first deposit. Put in promo code STRONGSTYLE, and you'll get a bonus. It's that simple. Join in. Play some games. Have some fun. Week one's coming. August 2nd. Can't wait. Strong Style Media presents Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all. With your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jistra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, basketball, the chef, survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles and track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yes! We got you covered. Yes! From WWE, yes! New Japan, yes! Ring of Honor, yes! Impact, Lucha yes! Underground, yes! All Japan, and yes! more. We're talking yes! the highs and lows in pro yes! wrestling. Heck, yes! we're even giving you people yes! from the Okadas and Omega. We're even yes! talking the Bone Soldiers yes! and Enzo Amori. No! Sorry, no! Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Eight Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Eight Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of the Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network. 
inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, Search Bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. Climax 28 winner. Wait, was just, it, was it nice? just think about what you just said. And then continue. The, the G1 Climax 28 winner was Hiroshi Tanahashi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's uh, 41 year old against 36 year old Ibushi, was the oldest the two combatants have ever been in a G1 final. Also, supposedly. I saw some stat that everyone over the age of forty has won their uh, their world title match too. Really, I can't believe you, Abushi's thirty six. He looks like he's yeah. at least twenty two. Yeah, isn't that nuts that dude's been wrestling for like fifteen years? It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thirty five, and I got like a legend take on uh, Kota Abushi. Oh God, I don't. Oh man! Well, it depends if I get nice Kota Ibushi or sadistic Kota Ibushi, as we got the last couple shows. I I still love how they booed him when he was just getting really malicious. And the second night, the finals, he didn't even care at that point when he was wrestling Tanahashi. He was like, whatever. And he had that like insane look on his face when he was just, you know, I mean, those that moonsault double knee is disgusting. Those are, that's a, the most beautiful move I think I've ever seen because that looks like that hurts like hell. Oh my the god! He, the one that he gave Kenny Omega was brutal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, obviously, you can even see Tana go. Ugh. <laughs> that's how you know it hurts is when instead of like ah ah, and he suddenly just goes oh, <laughs> like one noise comes out. You know. So this this G one final, this undercard was really underwhelming. Um, and what like, it had your were... favorite Hispanic wrestler, <laughs> who Andrade Cien Almas? Oh, burn! Roosh. High five, foe. High <laughs> five. You know the, the but it was like it wasn't it was like a the undercard was a good Monday Night Raw which. In a G1 final is an extremely underwhelming card for me. I, Has I'm it fine. Has it been like that, though? No, like last year they had the two runners-up, and the, usually they have the two runner-up in each block wrestle each other. 
Yeah, what, what happened to the sea black? I kept hearing about the sea black. So, yeah, why didn't oh, they that was, have that? That was just the wrestlers making press conference jokes. Oh, boom, boo them. That's, yeah, last that's year so we had, wow, we had Ricochet to Gucci battling the Young Bucks. That happened last year. It, your and final was Omega Nitro. Hangman Page and Cody Rhodes versus War Machine. That happened. Didn't um I, who did Okada wrestle? Okada had a singles match, didn't he? Um, Naito battling someone. Uh, no, Omega. No, Okada was not in a final. He was in a tag match. Lij versus Chaos Sands Tetsuya Naito. Oh, that's still cool though. Like I don't know. So like, yeah, I mean, let's go down this card. I mean. We're, your opening match, you had um, Togi Makabe, Tomoaki Honma, Michael Elgin taking on uh, Yuji Nagato, uh, Shota Ominu, and the debuting Ayato Yoshida, who is a K-Dojo, Kayentai Dojo uh, student, one of Taka's kids. Um, he's essentially a young lion. He's worked, if you, if you watch the Lionsgate shows, um, I, I'm sure you have you watched all the calendar shows this year on New Japan. You said so these the Lion Gate project. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, the the Lion Gate shows. He's wrestled Eugene Agata. He's wrestled like, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Manabu Nakanishi. He's worked Shoto. You know, he's worked all these guys on the show. Obviously, he doesn't have the young lion gear or presence, but that's not saying they couldn't do it. Um, their talk is that they're bringing him in uh, from Kayentai Dojo to work full-time with New Japan. So I'm assuming he's going to be a young lion. Okay. And I'm assuming the reason they brought him in and put him in this role is this makes me think that they think Shoto Amino is ready to go on excursion. Interesting. And now you got to have another ace of the young lions because Tetsuhiro Yagi's not there yet. Uh, for whatever reason, it's, it's not there for Ren Narita yet. Shoto Mino's completely passed him over. Do they um, usually let the audience know where each wrestler is going, or do you literally have to scour who they partner with to see who's where? The majority of times, it's the CMLL. So I think they're kind of they kind they don't of know do that. England or Australia or expand or anything. They do do some England. They do do. America with ROH and stuff like that. That's where we saw Show and Yo when they were the Tempura Boys. Um, did a lot there. Uh, Takaki Watanabe, who's now evil, did a lot of of ROH. But like you know, you look at Kami Itachi, you know Hiromu Wait, Takahashi. He was in Hopkins in Minnesota. Yeah, I watched. Uh, were you? Were you? You weren't there with us. It was me, Demetrius, Jen, I did and. Not. I, the, I always the, wanted to go, but no. I, and uh, Jay Lethal wrestled uh, Takaki Watanabe on that show that we were at. Uh, I, know. Him and Demetrius Lock Eyes, him and uh, the Daredevil. <laughs> no, when, uh, when when Bobby Fish was doing one of his uh, his like talk show things, and Cheeseburger was in the ring, he he was he like said the Cheeseburgers. Who the hell are you? And, and before Cheeseburger could answer, I screamed, he's a skinny-ass Chris Bosch. 
And oh, Cheeseburger no. turned looked at me and was like, what? And everyone's like, oh. And Bobby Fish starts laughing. And then that's when Jen, who had never been to a wrestling show with me, got really uncomfortable. Because she's Ooh. like, oh, my God. This is what's going to happen the whole show. Yep. Um, as as I'm blatantly giving Tommaso Ciampa the finger on the Kevin Owens uh, match. Let give us a sound there. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks, Ciampa. Um, but I, so I feel like MJ Lethal Umino is on the way out. I think because I think he's he's ready and he's got a good build to him too. I still want to keep checking out CMLL runs all of their shows now through YouTube every week. So every week what? you can watch a CMLL show. It's always their Vernon show is always on. They're kind of like that uh, LA Park Roosh. They just they had one last week. I haven't watched it, but the main event was Roosh versus uh, Ray Phoenix. Wait, LA and, Park is on CMLL. Yeah, that was the the, the show that I had <laughs> you watch against uh where you Wait, threw so the all that's the... on YouTube now, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Yep, every show weekly is on there. But um uh that was where I, I saw Harai Kawato and I sent you the picture of him with the blonde hair. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's so, right. I'm intrigued to see if Umino's gonna pop up on there. I'm trying to trying to watch the CML show every week. It was it's been hard with the the G one, but now that the G one's over, oh my god, we have a guest in the studio. Uh oh <laughs> Is it the boy, boy. Uh oh, he's. They're trying to. We're having technical difficulties. <laughs> Kids crazy. Um, yeah. Well, what is it like? Two months till our next tournament. Yeah, cause soon. Yeah, cause coming up is our uh, World Tag League and the Junior Tags. So, but it's it's, you know, with how much we watch with the G One, I've kind of trained myself to be able to watch a wrestling show a day now, and not like hinder my everyday life. So I really want to start getting into something else. And, and even if it, you know, and I'll, I'll obviously pass on everything I watch to you. So, you know, in case you, you know, you have time to watch any of this, but I wouldn't mind having, you know, just coming on here one night and just doing some TV reviews or something, or just review some stuff that I watched. And, Hell yeah. Now CML shows, what are they like an hour or two hours? Uh, about two and a quarter. Okay. Or so. So do they have fun but, ads with them? Uh, they might have some commercials actually. Now that I think about it, uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if he's on there. But yeah, I you know more to it. That was kind of an impromptu thing I just said. But like we said, we wanted to add more WrestleCast, and I was trying to think of ways to do it. But uh, second match in a this this was a squash. I actually gave a rating. I only I only went two stars instead of the proverbial raw dud. But Bad Luck Fale defeats Hanare. Uh, that was Ooh. hilarious. Um. I mean, smashes him in the corner, hits him with the, the grenade, then the bad luck fall, one, two, three, and then he just leaves the ring and walks to the back. I loved it. <laughs> wow. Uh, so did so did any everything we said on the, the G1 special show this past weekend happen? Did Hanare uh, kind of join them? I was hoping Folly would have picked him up, threw him over his shoulder, and walked him to the back with him, like he kidnapped him. But... <laughs> did, he just left him laying and was like, all right, payday, I'm done. <laughs> um, I should ask, too, before I start asking questions, how much of the undercard did you get to check out on the G1 final? Um, Let me look up the card. I just finished 
so everything post the Cody show. So six man and after. Okay. Okay. Cool. So I'll keep running this down here. We had um, uh, we had Ayazuka, Takashi Azuka and Taichi against Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. I only went two stars on this. I went two stars on Hanari. I went two and a quarter also on the opener for those keeping score. It was what it was. Uh, it looked like at one point Azuka was in the upper deck and it took him like 10 minutes to get back to the ring because he couldn't <laughs> figure out to get out there. Um, the Taiichi thing was what it was. Nothing special in this match. Hiroki Goto literally looked like I just wrestled nine matches or 18 yep. matches in 25 days. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Yoshihashi did all the things. And then Taiichi was the waiting for him in the club. Yeah. Um, then we get Cody Rhodes and Hangman Page defeat Juice Robinson, David Finley. I went two and a half on it. Thought it was right, right, perfectly acceptable wrestling. Uh, Cody Rhodes grabs the mic, cuts a promo. And I was like, wait a minute. Didn't think they were going to do that, but he does. And uh, he calls out Juice, gives him the belt, throws the belt at him. I'm, you know, is this, is this your semi-main for Long Beach? Yes, it is. I think so. Uh, you so no, this is where you tuned in right around here. That is correct. Yes. Okay. Did you, any any takeaways that you had that from enjoyment on this match? Um, I I like the setup. I like how there's a storyline with you know the the new president. We're talking about the six man now, correct? The never open weight. We'll, we'll go right in there. We don't need to talk about the Cody match. Uh, obviously. The one thing, too, real quick, and then, then I'll have you jump back in. Oh, sorry. I thought I said after this match. Sorry. No, it was I, this is what I – yeah. I apologize. I bet you meant everything from Cody on, so that's my oh, fault. Oh, gotcha. No, I saw the um, promo afterwards. I, I That I did okay. see. That was the only thing. I did not see the match. But then we got another promo in the beginning, and I'm like, wait a minute. Why are you guys doing all these promos? There's nothing wrong with the promos. The crowd was into the promos. Yeah. I have – it was what it was, but uh, Alex, uh, please continue. Please continue before I rudely cut you off. No, no, I, I apologize. But you know who's not going to apologize? The new president, Harold, uh, how do you say it? Mage? Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I liked how he was ringside. I liked how, you know, they, they kept going back to him. Um, the, you know, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and, and Bone Soldier uh, Taji Ishimori, uh, you know, kind of defeating the Young Bucks and Marty Skrull, which we talked about on the G1 special Saturday night. Was this a title match? It was technically not even considered a title match, but it was something that the uh, the firing squad kind of pushed beforehand, which then they were just like, all right, put it on the line, because why not? Uh, and then Matt Jackson, you know, was just like, hey, put it on the line, why not? Let's go for it, which, of course, bit them in the ass uh, with the gun stun uh, on the villain there for the win. Um, surprised by the title change or again, just kind of the booking that makes sense for this, you know, the thorn in the authority side. And, you know, here's my one thing too, is the, the second that they, um, that they, they started the promo, every one of us went, Oh, well, they're losing the title. Yep. The minute that that happened, it was extremely obvious that they were not going to (laughs) win. Which WWE book once again already just happened again. I'm like, ugh. But 
It is what it is. I, I will say, uh, how come nobody can take the gun stun or the stun gun? Like nobody can take that move correctly. The only person because no one can say the move correctly because it's either stun gun, gun stun. Well, to, to be boom. fair, Carl Anderson did the gun stun, and, ah. and I think Tatanga does the stun gun. So I think that's where I goof. But regardless, the only person that's taken that move all the entire tournament, and this is including Kota Bushi and guys like that, the only person that's taken this move correctly was the referee. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're right. Like that dude, he couldn't have he couldn't have bumped any better on that. I was like, holy crap, that dude needs to be a worker. Is it pretty awesome that uh, Ishimori is a uh, title holder now, albeit it's with the Tongans? Tongans. Yeah, I liked that they established immediately with the with the uh, with the the two sweet down on the bottom that he is part mm-hmm. of the firing squad. Because now that, you know, it's just more questions being answered with things. Yeah, but, that, that I mean, kind of gives them a little bit more cred because I cannot wait to see him in uh, in any sort of match, whether it's six-man or just singles. You know, I went three stars on it. It was a fun match. It was what it was. Um, mm-hmm. it was, it was. It was a good match. But, I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, L.I.J. Suzuki-Goon. In that eight man, another fun little match. Three stars on it. I, I thought everything they did was was good. Suzuki Agreed. and Naito back at each other again, going ham on one another. Uh, we got some fun with Zack Saber, as you mentioned. Yeah. It was cool seeing Kanemaru again. I was glad to see my guy Desperado back. So fun little match. Fun little match. What did you think of the match? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it served its purpose. You know, it's nice to see these two uh, two factions going at it. Uh, just because it reminds me of, you know, two clockwork orange gangs going at it to see, you know, the, the, <laughs> the fittest of the, of the goons there. But, uh, you know, we, we knew Sonata was probably going to make kind of more of that. It just made sense. But it was just nice to see all these guys after a great month of wrestling uh, with Naito, Evo, and Sonata. Uh, hell, let's just say the five, you know, with Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr., of course, as well. Um you know, the, these factions are awesome to watch. It's it's such such a diverse uh, array of characters and, and, and kind of what happened, um, you know, a few nights prior where they had a little nice uh, kind of uh, moment for, for Hiromu Takahashi, you know, bringing his jacket into the ring after Naito's uh, match um, against uh, Sonata there. So uh, some, some nice brethren, uh, you know, they definitely deserve some time off. Uh, until what? What's next for them? The the Long Beach show? Um, probably. I I I need to look, and I'm going to look after we finish these last uh, couple things. Probably when we we get the main event. CMLL dates. Well, I know Okada's working CMLL coming up. Um, so Whoa. he's going over. Do, yeah. So Is that, that could very well happen. Ray? Mm, no, because Ray will be done. I, I think oh. Ray's last day is all in. I guess his only other appearance. Um, but it was, I don't know, I, I think that's, I think I think we need to, like I said, when we, to, when we get to the main event and we'll each have a couple minutes of ranting on it, um, I'm going to look up the calendar for the rest of the year on them and see where we're going. But 
Ra- wrapping up this kind of whatever undercard, Toriano, Jay White, and Tomiro Ishii defeat Kenny Omega, Chase Owens, and Yujiro. <laughs> but the, I, I went three stars in the match once again, another just perfectly fine match. But I'll tell you what, Ishii grabbing that title and challenging Omega was freaking yep. awesome. Yes, it was something I've yeah. been wanting for this whole G1. I love it. He pinned all the major champs. Give that, give the dog his bone, I should say. And it looks like he's going to get it. Uh, I, I'm assuming Long Beach. That that'll be a good venue. He's had some good luck against Omega, especially from that G1 North American tournament last year. Is Rodon is a guy who will never win the title? Sadly, yes, but I, I I think if he wins the the North American IWGP, um, I, I think that'll be just justifiable. Ah, that sounds so bad, but you know, he, I we all know he deserves to have his moment of glory. I just think with this amount of talent, unfortunately, you could push four or five, six other people into that spot. You know, at the moment where, in my opinion, he's in the top three of that company. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But like you always say, drawability, even though his pops and his reactions during, before, and after matches are, are almost as louder as, as Kenny Omega. Hell, their classic bout, uh, what was that, night 14, I mean, stole the show. To me, that was the true main event. To me, that's probably my number one 1A match of the whole tournament there. Tomohiro Ishii versus Kenny Omega. I mean, he deserves this. This match is going to be probably just as brutal since they'll probably give it in 10 to 15 additional more minutes. Uh, I can't wait. I, if I had the funds, I go to long beach just to be in seats for that. Um, yeah, but you know, I, I think a North American hell, even an intercontinental run, I think would be great for his career. I mean, we, we all know he's unlike Kane. He gets better as he ages. Let's just say. <laughs> he's like, it's not a mic on Kane, but <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> and you better not apologize either. <laughs> I love you, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, he's just so damn good and so underappreciated. Yes, he will go down as one of the big what-ifs of, of drawing power. Then we, uh, then we get uh, Rey Mysterio Jr., Kushida, and uh, Raisuke Taguchi as pro wrestler Sen- Sengoku Ebu Epi or something Ebu um, against uh, Kazuchika Okada and Rapungi 3K. Uh, Ray and company get the victory. Uh, I went three and a quarter. I wish we would have gotten more with Ray and Okada. I did like that he countered the six on the shoulders for God's sakes for like 20 minutes. <laughs> That was fantastic, but I wanted more one-on-one wrestling for the two. Damn it! I and you know what I thought they were going to give it to us was when he countered the six-one-nine with the drop kick, and I was like, okay. okay, here we go. And then it ended up just not going anywhere after that. I was like, dang it, man! I don't know. I felt a little bit like Ray kind of phoned it in, but whatever. Well, that- it was. Did you see his gear? Of course he was phoning it in. He was there for that <laughs> merch money. Come on. Goat. <laughs> Give me seacosis any day. He did not go ace. <laughs> What's the uh, who flexes their pecs some more? This is all I kept thinking. Well, not all I kept thinking. That's weird. Who flexes their pec more in a day, though? 
Is it uh, is it Yo or is it the technical legend Ryan Cook? Um, I would say currently Yo, but if you would have asked me that two years ago, I would have said the TLRC all day. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> Hashtag dad bond, maybe is that? Yeah, it, you know, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get the dad bot under control for Vegas just because it's going to be so damn hot, and I sweat enough as it is. I wear shorts in December, um, so putting me in hundred degree weather isn't isn't the greatest thing, but it is what it is. Uh, main event, Tomo or uh, oh, I almost said Tomohiro Ishii because we kept talking about Ishii, <laughs> <laughs> and then I got disappointed. Kota Ibushi, Hiroshi Tanahashi. God, was this good. The the crowd was all on Kota Ibushi because he was doing everything he could to win. He couldn't get the job done. The counters were great. And in the end, Tanahashi continues to to remind everyone why he's one of the best wrestlers that's ever wrestled in wrestling. The closing stretch where he has his you know, couple counters here and there. He ends up catching him on the ground, hits a high fly flow to the back. Uh, uh, Bushi stands up, and mm-hmm. in, in homage to how good he sells, he, like, dead sells, stands up with his arms at his sides, eats another high fly flow in the chest, and doesn't even bump like he normally would off a of mood, just dead falls over like he got shot. And, like, mm-hmm. it looked disgusting with the way that they landed and his face is like like he's looking like he has been defeated and then for good measure he hits a third one Tanahashi gets the W tremendous match Just, I went the holding full five. on to that arm yeah, yeah. I, was, that one, I, I yeah. thought Kotoobuchi had it and then they went an additional three minutes of Tanahashi saying no young boy this is my house. I am back on the hunt for my uh, IWGP heavyweight champion. You know, I've, I've faced Kazuchika Okada. Who's this new guy in town? I got to show him why they call me ace. Just like I said on Saturday night, I know you, you, you and Demetrius were saying Kota Ibushi, but the role that they were giving Tanahashi, what was it all for? Why was he the, you know, the, the point leader? That hasn't happened in, in what, you know, a few years, you know, granted. And, and before that, what, 11 years, you know, before his first G1 win. But he was hungry. He was intense. Plus, when you have Shibata as your corner man, it's only good vibes from there. But, yeah, this was just a wonderful match. I had no idea where this was going to go. I've watched this match a few times, Ryan, today, once on my phone and once on the TV uh, it didn't matter just because what they what these guys were doing to each other in the ring, um, just the emotion, the selling, the winces, the what the hell do I have to do to beat this guy uh, was just magnificent to watch. If you love pro wrestling, this is the match. This is what you got to watch. The finals, the you know the passing of the torch, which what a lot of people were thinking. But with Ibushi still not having a contract signed, I mean, you know, I could see that's why you went there. But never for a second would people just be disappointed if they pulled the trigger on Koto Ibushi. Yeah. And and one thing, too, is, you know, 
the story that they continuously tell is, to me is always tied to Tanahashi and Okada. It's the greatest pro wrestling story I've ever seen in my life. What was the exact thing you said with Tanahashi after I mentioned that closing stretch that he was doing to Ibushi to make sure that happened? Ooh. You said he had the wrist control. He held his yes, wrist. Yes. Yes. That was the turning point of when he stopped being able to beat Okada, was when Okada started the wrist control and not letting him go. He mm-hmm. used that against Kota Ibushi. Whether that was intentional or not, to me, that is just another feather in the cap of the Tanahashi-Okada yeah. never-ending feud. And that's why, once again, if they use that next time they wrestle, once again, it's a callback that I'm going to notice mm-hmm. immediately and freak out over that's why I, over and over these matches just blow me away with them. I, I, I love the fact, and, he, and my Jay White thought I think is still in play for Tanahashi. I'm still on, on board that I think there is still a chance that he doesn't go to Wrestle Kingdom in the main event. Okay. I, Which you, you think, what, one of two wrestlers, or do you think it's Naito's to win and only I Naito's? think it's one of two. Um, one of two being one, Tetsuya Naito. So you can get him in there with with Kenny, and potentially put the belt finally on Kenny, or I mean on Naito, and give him more than a month with it. But I think there is a chance that when he defends, I'm, I'm assuming he'll have two title two defenses. It'll just matter of when he does them, um, if he wins, because usually the uh-huh. usually the briefcase guy gets two defenses. But I would not be surprised if he calls out Okada to wrestle Okada because once again even though he just needed the draw even though he just needed the draw in their G1 match he was still going for the win because to to the to the ace you can tell he still can't concede the fact that he can't beat the new ace and it yeah. and it you can tell it eats him up and i could see him going look i'm i'm so wanting another shot at at at, at Kazu that i'll put the briefcase on the line and i could see him losing I love it. Book it. Because that's why I put their match at night 17 in such high regard. We're talking before the show. I I thought Tanahashi Okada, the time limit draw to me was a, was a five and a half star just due to the fact, the story, the new story they were telling the new Okada, this wasn't the Okada of wrestle kingdoms, you know, 11, 10, seven, two, whatever you want to go with so many interactions, so many different incarnations, now you have this wacky, you know, like midlife crisis Okada where Tanahashi's like, okay, this guy's dangerous. I've, I've seen this guy from young to, you know, polished. Where am I going to go with this? How do I beat this guy until the end of how do I survive this to where then he gained control and said, okay, all I got to do is get a draw. This is what I'm going to do. So they were both, you know, kind of finding an angle you know, on a how to, you know, try to fight each other in a different sense. Because again, Tanahashi, I thought, was just more livelier in this tournament. But hell, when aren't you when you're on a roll like he had? So, you know, I just think it was a, it was like version 2.0s from those stretch of matches to again, where these guys are now in a different phase in their careers. And again, that's why I hold that match a few nights ago as a high regard as, as you or, you know, any other and, in Japan. And like I said, you know, I, I went four and a half, but by that, by no means does that mean I didn't like it. You know, it's still, 
a half a star away from being a five-star match. The only reason I went four and a half is when Jay White lost, I immediately knew it was going to be a draw. Mm-hmm. Because now you don't have to have Okada take a pin, and you can still get Tanahashi in the finals in case you want him to go in there just a job to the B-block guy, which is what I thought was going to have happen. And by the 20-minute mark, when, there, when they kept announcing the time and there wasn't, there wasn't any falsies, I just knew it was going to be a draw. So for that reason, I kind of that took that just took a little bit out of me because I knew I knew we weren't going to get a finish, but I was thoroughly excited with how well the match was worked. So that's the mm-hmm. only reason I didn't. I was like, okay, the last when they had a draw the last time they wrestled in the G one, this was about the same formula they went, and that's why I was like, okay, I think that's how they're going to go. But I mean, to their credit, it was a tremendous match. I mean, I'm not. Not whatsoever discrediting it. And I like how he took it to Tanahashi as the more, you know, psychotic, nuts or Kazu side. And Tanahashi's like, what the hell? The spot where he does a dragon dragon screw on the rope, then drop kicks the leg, and then does a second dragon strip on the, strip on the rope was ridiculous. Dragon screw on the rope. Not dragon strip. <laughs> <laughs> Tanahashi just looked on point. I, I loved it. I... Uh, this is a new era. I hope this is Tanahashi. Well, I guess 3.0 if you if you say. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he does become a heel wrestler, kind of like his movie. I wouldn't mind seeing that change of format for him. <laughs> he was having that so, Rick Rude moment, taking off his you know jacket and just displaying his abs. Oh yeah, they they love him. Oh my gosh. I mean, any dude that comes with the, when he's leaving the ring, women throw towels at him to wipe his sweat on to give back to the women. You know them girls ain't washing those things. Watch out, ladies. The the next ace, the technical legend, coming oh. to Tokyo this 2019. Check yeah, him you'll out. You'll see me in just under five months getting my technical. Gabba Gabba on. <laughs> well, but, hey, I'll be there for New Year's. Come find me. Um, so uh wrapping up the g1 here i i put together my top 10 uh match of the tournament i don't know if you have a list or anything for your favorite like we were kind of talking about doing but you know even if you just want to shout some out but i'll run mine down real quick for everybody um my uh my number 10 was tanahashi now i'm going to say this uh, seven of these matches are all a four and three quarter star with the top Whoa. three all being five stars. So, I mean, I, I had 10 matches at four and three quarters or higher in this tournament. That's how good it was. Um, but uh, number 10, I had Tanahashi Suzuki from night one. Number nine, I had Omega Ibushi from night 18. Number eight, I had Omega Naito from night two. Number seven, I had Naito Zack Sabre from night 18. Number six, I had Okada Elgin from night 11. Night five, I had Ishii Sonata from night 18. Number four, I had Ishii Naito from night four. Number three, I had Ishii Ibushi at night 10. Uh, Number two was the Ibushi Tanahashi from the final. And number one from night 14 was, once again, Ishii against Omega. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii hands down my MVP. He had an average match grade of 4.33 out of five uh, for that whole tournament. And that's including a two and a half star, a three and a three and a quarter. He was that that high. Him and, and Hiroki Goto, by the way, in one of my underrated matches. Oh, my Honestly, God, I forgot about that. I, honestly, I, I said that. 
Ishii and, and Omega, to me, is the staple of this tournament because, again, conflicting styles where, hell, when they were even on their knees, you know, just slugging it out for, you know, just to beat the crap out of each other for 10 more additional minutes. You know, one's giving a head, you know, uh, Ishii's giving a headbutt, so Omega's giving forearms, and you're just like, just, they're they're so different. And, and just for Ishii, that ending sequence, I'm probably going to watch that match again right after the show. And it, it, to me, it just sparks so much vibrance in me where I'm just like, this is excitement. This is where I have no idea the hell they're going to happen. I didn't go on the internet, Ryan, for three days in fear <laughs> of getting the results of that, that match spoiled for me. And that was the, that was the co-main event. I didn't care about anything else, but those two savages going at it and, and Tomohiro Ishii just, uh, again, a display and, and the true underdog of beating him. But, hey, he's beaten Omega before. I can't wait to see this title match. I, I wish this was something where Ishii, you know, has has an op- opportunity to win. But I guess that doesn't matter. It's just what they're going to do to beat the crap out of each other and put on a, a beautiful story on top of that. But any Ishii match. But like I said, I used to fast-forward Toriano matches. Like it was going out of style. No more, Ryan. No more. Um, <laughs> all of his matches, I think, served a, a point uh, to a T, and he had some awesome wins. Uh, notably, him and Abushi was a great match. Uh, it, it was fun, but but again, Yano just kind of showed the wrestling styles uh, that he has of his many personalities. Uh, Naito uh, had him in a great tournament, you know, the last, you know, three, four matches that fire kind of coming back into him, him kind of having a more human approach to the matches where, you know, he wasn't as trans kilo as his uh, persona would like people to see. Uh, but I, I thought he had a hell, hell of a last half of the tournament. Um, but block a, unfortunately, you know, was, it was a lot of miss for me, you know, if it wasn't Okada and or Jay white, uh, you know, in the matchups, but um and 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 Tanahashi um, as well, of course. <laughs> duh. But uh, but but Block B. I mean, that's where it was at, man. That's where you you didn't know what kind of uh, match you're going to get with these competitors. Uh, the average match was probably about 11 minutes, I would say, which is a pretty damn good uh, rating. They really didn't overdo it. Obviously, you had the one draw between uh, Okada and Tanahashi, but uh, Block B, man. It, if I would recommend an anthology, I would do ninety percent of the matches just from Block B alone. What one thing? Uh, two things I'll, I'll say real quick before we move on to the last thing tonight. Um, I I never thought in a million years that I would only have one Okada match in my top ten. How do you think this character's evolved from the wacky balloons to the not as red hair as the tournament progressed? But how do you think that character's evolved? And your feelings from night one. And his, he had finals. another robe. He had his robe back. I <laughs> know the little final. I was like, oh, no more T-shirt. I, you know, I, I think the character's growing well, and I like it. So I'm not, I'm not dissatisfied by it. Um, I really want to know where it's going to keep keep evolving to. Because now suddenly he dropped the balloons in the T-shirt, and he has a big jacket again. You know, did it just take that long to get made? Was that why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But 
Also, Tanahashi and Suzuki officially has been bumped out of my top ten. Everything moved down. I, I knew there was something I was forgetting. Uh, Ishii Goto Night 6, five stars as well as the number two match of the tournament for me. Bumping Tana Abushi to, to three. So I have, in my top six matches, I have five Ishii matches. God, he had a I'm happy, I'm happy you're, you're, you're back on the Ishii train. Oh, I love me some Ishii. Welcome. I love me some Stone Pitbull. Um, so... This is kind of where we're at now. They're, they're, uh, I'm looking at the the current listing on New Japan World. Um, there's two CML shows that they're going to air at the end of end of this month live that I think Okada's working and maybe Bushi, but there's no New Japan proper. Uh, the the ninth or the seventh, eighth, and ninth of September they're running the three Road to Destruction shows. The fifteenth is the destruction of in Hiroshima. Uh, destruction in Hiroshima. Uh, the 17th is the destruction in Beppu. And then the 23rd is the destruction in Kobe. So the three destruction shows close out the month. So there's only six six shows that are going to be on the network, I believe, in September. Um, wow. Yeah, the, the, the three, the Kobe, Beppu, and, no and Hiroshima. have been announced, right? They usually no, do it no. like a week before. Yeah, and and they might put some of the little like village shows um just on like a hard cam that might be like worth watching some of the stuff but so that that's where they're sitting for the rest cuz there's three um in in Kobe or four okay. in Kobe. Um then the tw- uh, Sunday the 30th is the Fighting Spirit Unleashed show in Long Beach. Uh Saturday October st- October 6th is the New Japan uh Genbaro uh o Uo Numa 2018 New Japan Road Show, whatever that is. Um, and then the 8th, Monday the 8th, is King of Pro Wrestling. So that'll be a big show. So we got three destructions. We got King of Pro Wrestling. And then they're running... So do you do Ishii at, at King of Pro Wrestling what? or Fighting Spirit Unleashed? They're not well, that then, far and then, apart. And then, well, then November 3rd, you got the Power Struggle. Um, that's in Osaka and Idion Arena, but then after that, it's World Tag League going into December. So, I mean, we have Power Struggle, Three Destructions, that New Japan Road, and King of Pro Wrestling. So there's only five or six big shows left uh, for the well, and then the the U.S. show, obviously. But yeah. so if you count that, there's six or seven big shows. You, you, Early prediction: Who challenges the Bucks at the Tokyo Dome? Out of the world well, tag league. I think if they're going to keep the storyline going, Gorilla of Destiny makes the most sense. Unless you're going to do Gorilla's of Destiny in Long Beach. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. So, that makes sense. it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how this goes and where's, where this all goes here. Um, Oof. I'm intrigued for I'm intrigued for But seriously, yeah. Jesus, like, I mean, this is what wrestling is personified, and it's just heating up, you know, of course, with All In on September 1st here, you know, of course, with StarCast being a huge weekend, um, it, it's going to be great. Uh, and th- this is just the beginning. I mean, yes, we have SummerSlam. A part of me, Ryan, I'm excited for, um, but really in the back of my mind, I cannot wait till the 1st of September. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait till we get rolling into this. Um, tonight, Sportscast Radio. I'll be back on the air with with 
Jordan, Elijah, both of them, who knows? Uh, talking, talking the normal set of fun. I got, I got some, uh, some NBA takes that I want to, I want to piggyback off of what they were uh, discussing last night or last week. Uh, so it'll be a fun show. Um, the weekly question, Alex, are we going to see the pop cultures back yet? We got a script. I'm sending it later tonight. Oh, so, so there, guys, be on the lookout. It looks like pop cultures will be back this week, Wednesday, Thursday. Before we go. Pentagon Jr. or Kenny Omega, we get to see that stuff in person. Who do you got? You know how, how excited I am after that's all I've been saying is the only thing left they can give me that'll make me super jacked is if they do Pentagon Omega, and then they did yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I I'm like a kid in a candy store. Cast and all in for listening to WrestleCast Radio every Monday <laughs> here on BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Strong Style Media. We are conglomerate. Find us at Twitter at WrestleCast underscore SSM. Give us some love out there, of course, in the Twitter land, but of course on Facebook, WrestleCast Radio, and StrongStyleMedia.com. Next week, we'll go over the all-in card, because it should be about wrapped up by then. But last thoughts, did they make the right call? The six-man's going to be the main event? Really? I did not see that. Uh, No? Ooh, hold that thought. Save it for next Monday when we come back. Break down all in as that's gonna be I mean, well, we have we have two two shows left until all in. So next week or the twenty seventh will be the go home show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our all in show. So we'll talk a little bit next week. We'll have some fun guys. We'll catch you tomorrow. Sportscast radio. Have a good one.